Look up in the sky. It's episode 16 of Talk About Board Games. Faster than a speeding bullet, we discuss several board games, compare the comic book industry better than a locomotive, and leap to the top of a playthrough review of Sentinels of the Multiverse. Welcome to talk about board games. Never fear, Nicole is here, and that she's ready to fight for board game justice, right? Sure. Now I'm her sidekick, Fred, and we have fought through several games recently, haven't we? Yes. You want to get right to it? Let's get right you to it. You want to get right to it? Here I'll we get go. Right to it. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, Nicole. Now, a couple episodes ago, we did the review of Mice and Mystics, didn't we? Yes, <clears throat> Matt and Brianna. Yeah. Now, we, what happened during that game? We ate cheese. And what happened actually during the game? <laughs> I lost. <laughs> we ate crow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> we My, lost. I was poor little Lily. Yeah. And Lily's tail was stuck in the mousetrap. And you guys abandoned me, and I died. Now... We, you didn't abandon me. You just didn't find me in time. You wandered off. I wandered off. We we were going by the buddy know. system. You never had a buddy. Nope. Nope. And I got attacked <laughs> by the roaches. That's right. <clears throat> now, we don't let that stop us, do we? Well, no. So we took we, we went ahead and took another try at it, didn't we? Well, just the two of us. <clears throat> now, we used what we kind of learned from it, you know, and, and realized that having this one certain tinkerer character in this game would give you an advantage in this particular mission. And since we didn't have Matt and Brianna dictating which characters we were going to play, we threw out Brianna's character. <laughs> <laughs> and we added in the Tinkerer. Yeah. <clears throat> and that made it so we didn't have to go to the kitchen. And we we really did pretty well. We did okay. Now, I know in the final room, where in, in the actual in the playthrough game that we used on the review, we never even got to the final room. We got to the no. second room. I got to the final <clears throat> room. Well, you're always in the final room. I know, stuck, going, squeak, help. But uh, in this one, we actually squeak. got the heroes all the way to the final room. Two of the heroes went down unconscious, but the uh, Lily actually survived. Yes. So that was part of the the uh, mission. And we also, and who was it, who else survived? The it, Tinkerer. Well, the Tinkerer <clears throat> died, but the, after like a full turn, you get to come back? No, no, no. What the Tinkerer the, went down and so did Prince, the Prince guy, too. Okay, the Tinkerer had to have come so back. So it was Tilda. Tilda was still alive. The, Tilda the was priest. still alive. And, and Lily was still alive. Now, they, they all come back after all of the enemies are off the board. Well, how did you rescue <clears throat> me then? You were still alive. I was alive, but you had to get me out of the trap, and we didn't. Got... We I we destroyed the enemies that brought back our guys back to life, That's and therefore right. the tinkerer could get you out of the trap. I knew he came back. See, we, we played the system. We did. We That's had how you to do it because otherwise we would have lost, <laughs> and that would have sucked. I know. I was pretty mad when the prince guy died. I was mad when the tinkerer. I died. I was all set up to do like a you know that same kind of demolish everything in the room kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> this game so, is still really fun, though. It is fun, yeah. We we still are having a good time with it, yeah. so we're going to probably keep playing more of the missions. Yeah. See how it goes. 
We but may, yeah, I mean, this may or may not let that's Brian our, and uh, Matt play. But that's like the fourth time you and I have played. We played the demo at Gen Con. Did we win every time ago. without them? No, I'm just kidding. Always. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we played it at Gen Con first. Yeah, we played a demo at Gen Con, which was like basically it was the like a, first it was the first mission. Shortened. So we played the first mission three times. Yeah. You know, and we still have fun with it. Yeah, and we so. played the second mission twice now. So that was like our is it our fourth game or fifth game? I don't know. I, I still, know. still, it's a really good game. It's, right. it's really fun, pretty solid, and uh, like I said, don't watch the video. <laughs> the video just leaves out a few things. Don't watch the video. Just read the book. It'll, it'll sinks in better. You know, <laughs> the book is so much better than the movie. That's I what, mean, they just leave it. out so much stuff. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Princess <laughs> Buttercup. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> what? You don't like my impression <laughs> of the old man? Princess Buttercup was going into the castle. Okay, that's a little better. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm a girl. I have a girl voice. I know. You're just like, Princess Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I tried. That's all I could do. Okay, uh, what else did we play? You played something, right? I played something without you. I, Angela and I, like I got those. to have some lunch. I like those. I like to hear that you're out there venturing out on your own boldly. I, I try. Yeah. It just doesn't match up all the time. Okay. So, um, But we played Catan the Geist. Di- the, ge- the guys game? <laughs> Catan the Dice <laughs> game. Okay. Because uh, it was on clearance at Target. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Like It was like 10 bucks. Yeah. That was a really short-lived deal. Would you just break your pen? <laughs> Please don't get ink on the table. Put it down. Whoa. Put it down. Anyway. Ah, I see what's put, wrong. Okay. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> no. So back no. to the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what, I, it was there. It was gone. We went to a different one. It wasn't on sale at a different Target. So it I may seem to remember you paid like $8 for it. it was, well, like no, that. the sticker said 10 I wish I'd have paid 8 It was yeah. okay. Um. What happened to it? You know, okay, it was a little confusing on the rules. Um, now, clarify for the, you know, I mean, we, we know how to play Catan. And we've talked in length on our podcast about rivals for Catan. This has very little to do with Catan other than the fact that you're <clears throat> gathering, you know, your same resources. And there's a map that looks similar to the map of the real game. So, and there's two different ways you can play. And we only played the first island. There's island one and island two. The first island basically. Is it just like a same board you just flip over? Yeah, it's like a piece of paper. Oh. And there's like a whole. What? There's like a stack of paper, like uh, oh, sheets. Oh, paper of, maps? Yeah, you get Are your they own. randomized or are they all the no, same? No, no, no. They're all the same. Except one or two. They're one on one side, two on the other. Okay. So you can play one game of mm-hmm. one and one game of two per sheet. Kind of like Yahtzee. Yahtzee, okay. you, you have your little scoreboard, and then you rip that sheet off because the next time you play your own scoreboard again, same thing. <clears throat> what if I did really well and I wanted to save my score? You could frame it. <laughs> it is a little piece of paper. <laughs> All I right. Don't, I'm, I don't think you want to put do it on that. the fridge. But basically, you've got <laughs> six little. Uh, they're not squares. There's some other shape. They're not octagons. Hexagons? Hexagons. Thank right. you so much. Like a stop sign. Geometry. No, that's an octagon. Oh. Fail. Anyhow. <clears throat> like the UFC fights in. No, wait, that's an octagon. <laughs> you... <laughs> stop. Okay. Stop. Interrupt. <laughs> so you have your six little hexagon areas. Yeah. And they're they're numbered one, two, three, four, five, and six. And then there's roads going kind of around them, connecting them. You have to go in order on the roads. Like, you have to gain your resources in order on the roads before you can move on to the next hex to complete the cities that are in the corners. Yeah. And 
It's kind of confusing. I'm so sorry. Sounds like it. I know. I had I had a little trouble with the not trouble with the rules, but understanding when you could do certain things. Yeah. Um, the center of each one had a knight guy that you could you had to do those in order. Like when you roll, <laughs> I'm like so bad at this description. <laughs> when you roll your dice, yeah. there's <laughs> lumber, mm-hmm. wool, yeah, grain, okay, bricks. Yes, and, and and you roll a die, and it tells you which gold. resource you get. Well, you roll a die, and you have <laughs> options of you can build a road if you have these resources. How do you keep you track can, of you, your collection of resources? On the map, you you're rolling the dice. You have like a lot of dice, then. You have six dice. Okay, you haven't said that until just now. Well, you're confusing me. I, am I got not. started on the map. I am not. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to make you play. So you got a whole handful universe. of dice, you and every every turn you're rolling all these dice to all make six. a recipe of whatever you come up with on the map. Correct. And then you try to to buy roads and stuff based off based of what, on you what you've rolled. rolled. So whatever resources dice. you have don't go from turn to turn like they do in all the other games. Not exactly. Okay. But you have to have accumulated certain resources before you can move on to accumulate more resources. Weird. So if you've accumulated no roads, then you can't get to the city. Heck yeah, you can't. Because you got to build the road first. What are you going to do, bushwhack? So if Heck but, no. you, but you can build all the roads that you want to without ever building a city. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. And then the knights, if you roll the resources to be able to do the knight, yeah. then you can do the knight on hexagon one. Then later in the game, if you... What's the knight do for you? He becomes the resource jester. Um, So later, after you've accumulated the resources to get that knight, then if you need, like the first one is ore. Okay. And if you, was ore not one of the things I mentioned earlier? Anyhow, you've got your ore. You got like a paddle. No. I'm just playing with you. Like (laughs) coal, not Nicole. If you need that resource later in the game, then you can, for one time... X him off, you've used his resource, and you've got a free ore. Okay. However, one of your dice, you have to actually take its face value and change it to the ore. It's not like an extra. It's not like your seventh die Oh, or you have to like give that. up another resource. You have to give up a resource it. in order to okay. get the ore. Yeah. And you have to do all of those things in order. Yeah. Well, every time you do order. one of these things, order, yes. <laughs> so if you if you claim a road with your roll, yeah. then you'll claim however many points... It's one point for a road. If you get to the first city, it's like three points. If you can make it to the second city, it's five points, yeah. seven points, nine points, etc. Okay. And you have to do the the cities in order. Uh-huh. Then you uh, are the settlements. Then you have this. This settlements and cities are different, aren't they? There's settlements and <laughs> cities. It was really a lot of information for such a little tiny six dice and a page of paper game. <clears throat> so just tell me this. Does it feel like Catan at all? No. No. Other than the fact that we're still making wood for sheep So all they do is just make the same, yeah, they... they... (laughs) Everybody uses that joke. I love those jokes. Anyhow. Uh, But yeah, so you're still, so you can still trade with each other. Because in in normal, you can't do anything. No, it is not interactive. This might as well be a solo game 
and you can beat your own yeah. score. You're basically just trying to get the high score because the knight is worth one point. If you go to the second one, he's worth two points. If you go to the third one, he's worth three so points. So you're just hoping that you're lucky enough to roll the magic recipe every turn to go so that you can con- So you can claim a road to be able yeah. to get to the city, to okay. be able to get to the next settlement, to be able to claim that knight, and every time get the So it's the a more race points. game. It's a race to more points. Okay. That, that's fine. You're not but, trying but, to get to the end. It doesn't matter who gets you to the end. Catan is, as, is a negotiation game. This is not. More than it is a dice rolling game to me. This is just dice. It's trying to get, you know, stingy Brianna. <laughs> to give you. <laughs> to give me sheep for wood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't, I mean, it just seems like a weak tie-in. Kind of. I mean, it's was it really fun, just, though? Yeah. You still it had was fun. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. We were both just kind of like, well, next time we want to play Island 2. Because Island 2 sounds like it might oh, be more. Electric of, Boogaloo? Yes. Amazing. No. no. Um, it sounds like it might be more of the interaction, possibly. But yeah. we've got to read those rules again. We didn't okay. get a chance to play it. So we'll let you know how that goes. It's one that Angela did say, okay, I definitely want to play that again really? now that I understand what I'm doing. But at first, it was kind of like. No, wait, you can't do that. You have to finish that road first. And there's also, like, the the way that it's... I can't even show you because you're on the interwaves. Um, <laughs> people out there, they can't see my hands moving in front of me to draw the little picture. You know, I, now, like, I like that way more than internet. You know that? Interwaves? Yeah, because then you can surf the waves. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better. Like channel surfing. <clears throat> no, don't surf anywhere. Stay with us. But... <laughs> this is. Remember the game Channel Surfing? Never mind. Go channel ahead. Surfing was a great. Oh, we should review that sometime. No. That was fun. I loved it. You Keep did going. not like it, sir. No. Um, where was I? Oh, side two. Okay, yeah. so if side you flip your paper, flip, flip your paper over. There's a different whole set of rules for this game. You still have your little knight. You still have your little roads that you're still trying to roll the dice to accumulate, but it scores completely differently. And I think you might be able to trade or something on that, but I haven't gotten that far. So stay tuned. You might be able to trade on the other side. Possibly, Without but I don't trade, know. I'm just telling you, it's not even the same game. It could have been a single-player game. Although I don't it? know, if, in Rivals, did we ever trade? I don't think we ever traded. We didn't trade, but well, you we were able to... We would force each other to steal yeah, items from were, each other. Yeah. We were mean. You were mean. <clears throat> I always am. I know. That's that's my weakness. But that was my Catan my the Dice. My meanness. <laughs> that was my Catan the Dice game. All right. Play. You know, like I said, it was it was a good little time waster. It's yeah. con, it's compact. Um, the case, it, it's one of those crappy plastic clamshells. Clam yeah. But it's got the little button parts that snap together, yeah. so you can take it with you pretty easily. So were, I like that part. Were, were the components pretty good quality, though? Were the dice good? The or? dice are great, yeah. I mean, They're all cool. the different uh, uh, sheep or you know, gray and the wheat is yellow and the ore is black okay. and the So these aren't are just red. standard pip dice. These no, have like the symbols on six them. Six-sided specialty cool. Catan dice. Great. And um the only thing that could have made it a little better is maybe if it came with a couple pencils because you have yeah. to have something to write on, on this with and Do you recommend this game? For ten dollars, sure. <laughs> I would not spend How about more twelve. It's kind of pushing 13? the limit. No. Whoa. 13 the line Th- in the sand. I think absolutely. 13 might be the line. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> but if you see it on clearance, you might pick it up if you want something to like play at the super table light waiting for dinner yeah. to be served. Cool. 
Great. Now, uh, last episode, we talked about going to Fantasy Flight Games. Yes. And we mentioned that you had got me a game during my cutoff period. But you didn't get it at Fantasy Flight, so I know. We got it at the source instead. Yes. Uh, But we got... because Fantasy Flight was bad. They were great. But we didn't see this game there. (laughs) We got Welcome to the Dungeon. Yes. Not to be confused with Rumble in the Dungeon. You said that last time, and I said not to be confused with Welcome to the Jungle. No one's going to confuse that. <laughs> no one's okay. going to confuse that yours either. They will. If they no, see the not. boxes, they look really similar. Do they really? One, they're both white boxes with like a sort of shiny image in the middle. <laughs> I'm telling you, the coloring is almost identical. One of them has like a bunch of like cartoon characters sort of fighting each other in the middle of like a white box. Uh-huh. The other one has a door with kind of monsters peeking out of the door. And they're shiny, huh? They're both. They're both. It's like it's like the same company <laughs> made the box and sold the the design twice. I really want to see that other one now. I know. Okay. I'm just telling you that well, that if you look at the shelf, you'll be like, oh, this might be it. It is not. It is Welcome to the Dungeon, not Rumble in the Dungeon. Huh. Okay. Okay. Now we got this game to the table. You and I did. We did. And then I also got it to the table with RC and Travis. Because you like to play games without me. That's my favorite ones. Because <laughs> they actually give you a challenge for a change. No. Oh. Because <laughs> I don't feel bad when I'm mean to them. You feel bad when you're mean to me? Of course. Twenty years has done nothing for your. <laughs> I love being mean to you. Thick skinned. <laughs> But uh, Welcome to the Dungeon is a uh, sort of a press-your-luck game. <clears throat> in it, you have uh, four characters in it, and each one of them is equipped with with six different tiles that represent gear or items they're taking into the dungeon. Right. And every turn, the players, like whoever just went into the dungeon or at the, fr- at the start of the game randomly, you decide on a single adventurer that's going to represent everyone at the table, potentially anyone at the table who might go into the dungeon. Right. And the person who goes in is the, is the person who doesn't pass. What? Like the last person who hasn't passed in this bidding mechanism that you're about to do. Right. Is is the one who has to go to the dungeon. And so you're on each turn you have a dungeon, you have a stack of cards that represent the dungeon deck and they are just monsters and they're numbered 1 to 9. And these monsters uh do as much damage as their number shows. Some of them there will be multiple copies of that Correct. monster as well. Correct. And uh you have certain items. Now, we found out once we played it incorrectly the first time that <laughs> any of these characters have the ability to walk through the entire stack of dungeon cards by default. Right. Yeah. When we first <clears throat> opened the box, we thought we each had their own character for some reason. Yeah. And then we were just supposed to. Yeah, we thought we would pick our own character and then we and then were like, decide who was supposed to go into the dungeon and. I didn't understand how we were going to do it. What's really funny, though, is the first time you actually didn't make it through that first character. I didn't. There was, yes, there was one where you didn't make it through, but it was like a fluke. I don't even know how. I don't know. But here's here's the deal. Uh, you, you, as a table, you choose one guy, and then you proceed to start drawing cards off the shuffled monster deck and looking at the card. Now, when you look at this card, you're going to see mostly you're seeing a number okay <clears throat> because your the chips that are on the table that represent the equipment that the adventurer has do things like add hit points to that character it can destroy monsters of a certain number type like i could say all even mo- monsters even numbered monsters get destroyed automatically or it'll say monsters that are strength 3 or less which there's 6 of them that are that 
get destroyed automatically if this guy has this thing. And so you look at this monster card and you're deciding either to A, put it back into the or into a monster stack like the dungeon stack. So separate from the draw, you are creating this stack of cards that you're going to have to face if you go into the dungeon. Or B, you take that card out of the game by picking up one of the items the adventurer has, like his ring of power or his torch or whatever, and placing it onto that monster card face down, the monster card is, so that nobody knows what you just looked at either way. So you're creating this situation where you're making it harder for them to get through either by adding monsters to the stack or taking items away. Now, I, I'm pretty sure just by taking like one or two items away will pretty much make it so no adventurer can get through the entire monster stack at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. But you could still potentially get through the whole thing <clears throat> because if that one monster yeah. that, you know, the only monster that is going to be defeated by the torch that na- that you've now taken out of the game, yeah. if he doesn't end up making it to the dungeon, yeah. you can still defeat the dungeon. Now, this goes around the table. And you're you're the next person next you know in clockwise fashion or whatever will pick up a card off the stack, look at it, not show it to anybody, decide whether to remove a piece of gear or to place that card back on the on the on the table into the dungeon adventure stack. Now, at some point, you're going to have some sort of inside information, or it's just going to seem too daunting to that you would not make it if you tried to adventure that dungeon, and you're going to pass. And eventually it gets down to the last person who hasn't passed and they have to go into the dungeon. And then they, one by one, flip up all the cards on the table and try to defeat the defeat them with the uh, items they have and the hit points they have. With the items <clears throat> they still have. Yeah, whatever's remaining. And usually, uh, you know, you, you either get a reward card or you get a defeat, which flips over your reference card to its from its white side to its red side. They called it a reward card, <coughs> but I don't really like that because I didn't feel rewarded for having gotten that card. So <laughs> yeah, you don't get any effect. Let's rephrase that and say it's a you victory get card. a victory. Yeah, yeah, you either are successful or you're defeated. Yeah, the now success the success card's the, fine. The little success card, it's not you, a reward. if you get two of those, you win the game. If you are defeated twice in the dungeon, you lose the game. Right. Now, in your game, your and Mai's game, we played it, and I don't remember who won. I think, you won. Did I win? Yes. It was just barely, right? Shut up. Okay. So I just barely won that game. And I, I don't remember much specifics about it because it's a little bit cold in my, in my memory compared to the one I just played. Because I just played a three-player game. I now. I don't remember much. We played, like, the warrior, and then we played the mage. and Yeah. I think and and every one of these you guys just kept you lost one, but then you won two in a row. Or something. now of the six tiles they have, some of them are repeated, some of them are not. And the mage, I think, had the biggest diversity of all of them. He had he had nothing. Did he even share a single thing with the other other characters at all? I don't know. He had the invisibility cloak. I remember that. No, he didn't. Didn't he? No, only the thief had that. Oh, the thief. Sorry. He had the one. He had demon pact, which would if you. Drew the demon card, you could kill the next monster in the dungeon automatically, and the demon. Which is really cool. Well, it's really cool until everybody takes it out of the game. (laughs) So there's like, but there is, like, the thing about this is there's obvious cards that are really powerful and are going to defeat a lot of stuff. Like the torch, for instance, defeats everything of three or less. Yeah, which is a lot of Which is six potential monsters out out of the stack of cards. How many monsters are in there? It's uh, five, four, I think there's ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen... I think there's like 13 or 14 monsters in the deck. Something like that. 
So a torch will defeat six of 14. Like almost half the deck gets defeated if you have the torch. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the first things that people pull out of there is like, oh, no torch for you. You know? <laughs> Unless they think they might be having to go in, then they'd probably want that torch. I don't know. What I found in, in your Mize game, I didn't I didn't really think much about the strategy because it was a lot more head-to-head. -head, and I wanted to see what that chaos was when we added a third person. And when RC and Travis and I played, it was like uh, with the three of us playing, it was really – that risk was there. It was definitely there. It was like – uh, you know, every turn you you absolutely could see in the other players' faces that there was enough that they didn't know about that they were worried, mm -hmm. you know. And at, as long as it remained like that, we ended up playing, uh, I think Travis won one, and then he lost one, and then I won one, and then I lost one, and then Travis was eliminated. He went to the dungeon on the, like, fourth game and was eliminated, and then it became down to RC and I. Now, when it hit RC and I, it really started, like when I kind of analyze how it played out, he forced me into the dungeon knowing information that I didn't have and absolutely knowing that I would get defeated within like two cards. Mm -hmm. But there was no way for me to know that. So it became like this almost like head to head, it doesn't seem like it holds up. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it head to head. It, it's okay, but there's like information that, that you can have that definitely – you know, it, it was like a luck of the draw because we drew four cards in that mm -hmm. final phase and he already knew I was going to be beat. It wasn't like he was risking anything. Okay, it, yeah, it, there I was, can see that There part. was nothing to it. In fact, it played so into his hand. Because we had that happen on us too where I knew um, – mm -hmm. I knew that just based on – there was like two monsters of the same yeah. type and I knew that it couldn't be defeated except for with this one particular token. Yeah. That we had removed, or you had actually removed it. Yeah. But I knew that you were going to lose, so yeah. I let you go into the dungeon. Well, and, and that's the thing, is, is you force me by passing. Right. And and that's what he did, you know. So he, it would be a much better game with more players, I think. I think but so. And, and I think I think the least satisfying result of this is what we had, which is one guy doesn't go to the dungeon ever, doesn't risk anything, doesn't ever, you know, put his, you know, neck on the on the line. He chickens out he just every wins. time. He wins. <laughs> Travis looked at RC after the game and he goes, oh, by the way, it's like you just won a tag team wrestling match by not getting in the ring and walked off. <laughs> 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 I'm sure I'll get it to the table again, but I think that it's, I think this game is probably going to shine with four players. Better get it to the table again. I bought that for you. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's a cheap game, though. It's like $15. Was it? I think it was more than that. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Don't get squeaky with me. I don't know. I'll check I think it was see. 15 But the, uh, it, it's, I think the game's worth 15 for sure. I oh, think yeah. 15 it, And it's like, uh, it's, it's the components are fine. Uh -huh. I think the the game, the way it bids out, I think it's going to really shine with four players, which I think is the full amount that you want to do in it. And uh, I think it head to head, it's probably not going to be quite as as fun because you really want to feel that gamble. You want to feel that ah, oh, should I do this? Yeah. Gosh, I should just pass. I know I should pass, but see, at that point that I passed, RC would have won the game because or he would have won that round. So I probably should have passed it. I mean, I'm just playing it out in my head now if i had passed he would have Everybody, won let's join us in fred's head what yeah if i had passed then rc would have gone into the dungeon for the first time and he would have won the round because he would have still had enough to beat the dungeon he knew it right and then we would have gotten another so chance to try to play doomed no matter what I, kind of I, I had one more chance i had another round i could have oh. tried to play with him but that's fine 
That's neither here nor there. Oh, okay. Still a fun game. Press yeah. your luck. Uh, you're just uh, it's it's fun just to kind of sit there and and kind of look at each other and go, you're gonna risk this now. What do you think's in that just pile? You don't sure know everything. And pay attention, close attention to the rules, and realize you don't each have your own character. No, you're using one character, and then the next round you you play again. You know, after each time someone goes to the dungeon, the person who goes to the dungeon chooses the next hero you're going to use, and then you shuffle up the monster cards and start again. It plays really fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I think our game with me teaching them was less than half an hour. That's cool. So that's really cool. That's mm-hmm. uh, welcome to the dungeon, and that's what got played this week. So uh, it's not all we played though. We also continued our five for five, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. All right. Five for five. We completed another game. We completed Indigo. Yeah. Which is probably not one of the ones that most people are real excited to hear about. No, that's funny, though, because I think that... uh, you know, this this game is, uh, it's an abstract, mm-hmm. which we don't have a ton of abstracts. Obviously, I like theme, mm-hmm. so I most of the time don't want an abstract game. And you'll get rid of things very quickly, <laughs> like through the desert. Oh. That was an abstract, <laughs> which I liked better than you. <clears throat> it tried to have a theme, but it was not, yeah. Butter camels. Butter okay, camels. so. <laughs> but Indigo, you know, despite the fact that it's not uh, one everybody probably seeks out yeah. i think it's really a strong game yeah in the end now this is a uh, tile placement game you're drawing like in, in our case we're drawing random tiles from the bag in the box case you're just uh mixing tiles face down on a table and drawing one and flipping it over and the front of these tiles have little ribbons right right and what do you do with those ribbons you're gonna place them on the board yeah in a manner so as you've got little stone like pente pieces yeah um, trying to move those along that ribbon, mm-hmm. and you want you have a you describe it better than I mean. I'm Just, so good. I did such a bad job of describing <laughs> the Catan board. So why would you throw it over to me? Just trying to include What's you. All? Make fun of Nicole. <laughs> she okay, sounds like so a this game this game sets up, and you uh, you you have a this this board of hexes, and it's there's hexes all over the place, and in the middle. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, there's like just a huge wad just of hexes. Just a big wad of hexes. Now, in the very middle of this, you put this like one little center tile that has a bunch of pente pieces on it and a little... Uh, it has one blue pente piece. <clears throat> yeah, one blue and a bunch of green and ones. five greens. Yep. And then on the outside, you have these other little start spots that you put uh, a single yellow, yellow pente piece. piece on. And then you have... Uh, you, uh, it's have, one oh, giant... Oh, that's what it is. You, you, you go ahead and you, you divvy up these hex spaces, like the sides of this hex. The whole board is sort of a hexagon as well. It's an octagon. And you, is it an octagon? No, it's a hex. One, two, three, four. Five, six. So <laughs> uh, this hexagon, once again, thanks, Nicole. The, uh, <laughs> you put like different uh, tokens on the on the sides of them and they become sort of like your end zone. Your, your home your base, goal, basically. Yeah. The place know? where you want to get that pente piece to go yeah. to. <clears throat> and there's different designs of these ribbons on each of these tiles that you draw. And you draw them out. You look at your ribbon tile and you place it down. And when you place it next to a piece, whatever ribbon connects to that piece forces that piece to move the, the full length of that ribbon to the end of the tile. Right, the pente piece. Yeah, and so it's taking curves, it's making straightaways, you're doing all kinds of stuff, trying to move these pente pieces into your little end zones on the outside. Are now, people that don't know what a pente piece is, though? 
I don't know. They're glass okay. beads. It it's doesn't matter. It's a glass matter. bead. It's like if you took a marble and squished it. Yeah. And so it's flat on one side, but still round on the top. Yes. There you go. Doesn't roll off the table. Doesn't roll off the table. But, but it looks it's nice. still really pretty. Yeah. Like a little gem. <laughs> yes. So you move these uh, gems from the middle into the end zones, your, your goals, and you score points for them. Which right. you score two points for the green ones, three points for the blue one, and one point for the yellow ones. Right. Now, what's neat about this game is, uh, you know, you're pulling all these out. Now, I'm saying there's probably... Would you say there's like a, a hundred of these little hex pieces? Sure. Let's I mean, say it's that. It's probably pretty close to that. Probably. It probably and tells us in the book. Doesn't matter. It's in the other room. The, uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. The, there's like a whole pile of these things and you're drawing them out and you're sort of playing them down and you're moving pieces around and people are moving the pieces back away from you and stuff like that. And then you're making, you're connected to something else and it makes this big slide around and shoves it into your end zone. And I mean, it's, it's, it's very similar to a game that a lot of people know that's a little more, well-known than this, called Suro or Suro of the Seas, which has the same kind of mechanic where you're putting tiles down that forces these little pieces to move, you know, whichever direction the path continues onto the tile. And if you're thinking to yourself, Suro, I don't know the Suro game. It's the one with the dragon on the front, yeah. and it's T-S-U-R-O. Yeah. Pronounced like Dao. <laughs> T-A-O. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Uh, yeah, it's 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 similar to Suro, and uh, you know you're moving these these pieces, and you you know just collect points. That's all you're doing. But what's really cool is at the end of this game. First of all, the colors are really vivid, mm-hmm. and at the end of this game, you have what looks like this just tangle of ribbons over like this fine linen or something or parchment or whatever. Mm-hmm. It and looks. It, it just really becomes cool. kind of a piece of art while you're yeah. playing the game. Mm-hmm. And the whole game but plays... But the feel of it is like all the best parts of shoots and ladders. Because yeah. all you ever want to do is just ride down the chute, even though it makes you lose the game. Yeah. But it's the fun part. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know the snakes are fun. Forget those ladders. No, the... Uh, so, but this game plays in like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. If that. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20 even. I mean, because... Some people won't just sit there and think about their piece for too long. Yeah. And uh, the thing... Another thing that's cool about it is it's it's pretty cheap i didn't buy it it's it's like a 20 dollar game it's a 20 dollar amazon game oh okay and and it's 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 a nice box i mean you can play this with almost anybody you can play with this with your uncle joe your your grandma margaret whoever you know they'll Mm -hmm. they'll get it and they'll understand it almost immediately because it's abstract and they're not going to be intimidated by the fact that all they do is just move some beads around Mm -hmm. and, and like i said it's really beautiful at the end i really like the components on it too yeah they're really nice. Everything is just really good, uh, really beautiful about it. It's made by a company called Ravensburger. They are famous for their puzzles. Which are famous for puzzles. And they're famous for puzzles. puzzles because their puzzles are really high quality. They are really You're not doubting quality. whether that piece goes to that spot because it fits like it's supposed to. It does. And it looks like it goes there because they don't have blurry images. Correct. So. So it's really nice, really nice, you know, game production by, a, you know, a really top quality company. Right. Now. Uh, we didn't. We played it three times against each other. Yes. And I know it's a five for five. We played it three times against each other, and I won all three. <laughs> I'm pathetic. Now, that doesn't mean we didn't play it five times. We did play it five times because we played twice four-player with Matt and Brianna, which changes things a little bit, and I think Bought, even better. I thought, yeah. Because what the four-player adds is, instead of having three end zones each, Three goals each. You now have 
goals that are shared with other players. So each player shares a goal with another player of another color. Mm -hmm. So now you're sort of king-making as well or trying to stop king-making other players. So if you see one player score a bunch over here and you're about to throw a bead into your end zone that has their shared colored token on it, you think twice. Mm -hmm. And it just adds this extra element of strategy that really brings that game to another level. Yeah. I loved this game four-player. Mm-hmm. I liked it two-player. What I thought also was cool about it was we played it twice two-player, then played it twice four-player, and went back to playing it two-player, and I didn't like it any less than I did originally with the two players. Yeah. I still I didn't like it as much as the four-player either, but my two-player experience wasn't diminished by having yeah. played the four-player. I still thought it was a quality game. <clears throat> well, I mean, honestly, I think that the... The four-player version of it is the best version of it. Well, yeah. I think two-player is solid. I think four-player is amazing. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, if you're into abstract games at all, this is this is an easy pickup. Yeah. Or even if you're, if you're not super into them, but you'd like to try a an abstract game just because you yeah. haven't played a lot of them, this would be a strong suggestion. Yeah, and you're not breaking the bank, and it plays quick. It plays light. Anybody mm-hmm. can do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a super great filler game, I think. And it's just, uh, like I said, there's just... It's just one of those games that, that I think that, you know, I, I'm glad I have it in my collection. Yeah, you know? it's not leaving. We will keep it because yeah. we will pull it out every once in a while. Now, um, what else do I need to say about this? I don't think I need to say anything else. Yeah. That's I mean, our second nice. game in our five for five. Yeah. Where are we at on this right now? <sighs> well. Flux the board game. Who won that? I did. Did you win Flux? I did win Flux. It's nothing but luck. How could I not? How did you win I against better me? better luck than you. Um, Indigo, you won. <laughs> All right. Now, we have started playing Resident Evil, the deck building game, but we're only two games in. Yep. So We're not we ready should, to tell you about that We're yet. not ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> um, and then we've got A Few Acres of Snow and Battle at Kemble's Cascade coming up. We need to try and play faster. You need to play faster. I've been busy. Yeah, I know. You've been just goofing around. I know, just like I usually do. I mowed the lawn on Monday. <laughs> That's right. I mean, come on. All right, but uh, so this week, you know, Nicole, we played a superhero game. We did? Now, <laughs> I I would say that you and I are not rabid superhero people, wouldn't you? Not rabid. Yeah. We're not foaming at the mouth for it. That's right. But I think as casual consumers of the super inner, uh, like superhero entertainment Let's uh, let's find out what about that. All these games happen. Some of Monday's are extreme. We played a game like this. What about that? All right, Nicole. Now, we're not just talking about any hero when we talk about superheroes, right? We're talking about the classic men and women in tights with supernatural powers and super abilities, right? <laughs> sure. Now... There's a lot of, like, superhero culture out there, toys and costumes and TV shows and comic books, fiction books, and, of course, board games as well. Now, what would you say is your first attraction to superheroes? And how old were you, would you say? Oh, I was little. You know, here's the thing, though. I think we are a little more rabid than, like, the general... Are you kidding? Than the general public. How much more? But... Well, we've gone to a Comic Con. Look, just because you're wearing an Iron Man shirt right now doesn't I'm mean wearing that an Iron Man that's shirt. my Iron Man shirt. I stole it. I know. <laughs> Fits me better. No, but we went to a Comic Con and we both have liked them, you know, 
yeah. superheroes a little bit longer than some average than your average everyday individual. So we're you not like so? we're not the uh like we don't have well we do have a few little uh what statues and stuff of superheroes. Do what I? are they called? Figurines. Action, action figures. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day at work. Anyhow, but my 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 very first yeah. uh superhero um like yeah. was probably probably the Hulk. Yeah. Because I was I remember I was five. Yeah. No, I was older than that. I was six. Yeah. Because I was in Brownie Scouts. And yeah. I, I I back in the day before cable was a thing, you'd watch TV, right? Yeah. And color wasn't always a good thing on tvs because <laughs> if you didn't have the rabbit ears just right and all of that then you'd have snowy pictures and and i saw this commercial for incredible hulk tennis shoes <laughs> and i thought that's the coolest thing ever because i loved the show with bill bixby and lou ferrigno and it was awesome and so i, mo- I made my mom buy me so these, the hulk these television shoes. show is what got you into the it. hulk television show yeah but then I saw the shoes. Yeah. And I was like, I have to have the shoes. Yeah. I thought they were blue shoes. I get to the store. They're bright green. Not bright green. Kind of an olive green. I mean, they're Hulk green. And he's got little pink pants on. <laughs> Why? I mean, you watch the show and, and you had seen that he was green. Why would you assume? You couldn't tell on my so TV. Wait, it, it was it, a crappy TV. It, when you watched the Hulk television show, was he like a big, strong he was smurf? kind of a bluish green, maybe. He wasn't a smurf. <laughs> you thought Although, he was blue. I really liked the smurfs, too, later on. So maybe that had something to do with that. Um, so you went to the store without ever seeing a comic book, and you thought that the Hulk I was blue. Thought, well, I thought the shoes were going to be blue. I thought yeah. maybe he – it didn't know. But it didn't matter because it was like, <laughs> it doesn't matter, the Hulk. So I <laughs> made my mom purchase green tennis shoes. Were you, like, but you, you, that didn't sway you at all when you were like, I thought these and were blue. No, it didn't sway me at all. I You're still like, oh, well, them. I still want Hulk shoes. They'll make me strong. So my mom took pictures of me in my Brownie Scout uniform with my green Hulk shoes on. <clears throat> I probably, she probably still has that picture somewhere. So green Hulk shoes. Now, what was your, what was your motivation for them? Were you like just saying, I don't know. I, I just love thought, the Hulk. Or, I did love the Hulk. Is that all it was? I love the Hulk. Like, I love the Hulk and this will make me closer to the Hulk. I don't know. I was like six. I don't, I don't know what know. my motivation was. My motivation was, <laughs> that's so cool. I need If those I shoes. was six, I'm telling you, if I was six and I saw Hulk shoes, I would imagine in my brain, in my, in my six-year-old brain, that if I put these shoes on, I would become miraculously stronger. I don't know. There might have been something to do with that, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> you were like, I'll become big and strong. Did <laughs> well, you? I was kind of little and puny. Yeah. So I did not become big and strong. No, I, I tapped out at five foot. That was it. It's all she wrote. So <laughs> you're like, don't make me angry, Mr. McGee. But the, uh... <laughs> so what about you? What was your first? This is, this is what's funny. Okay? My, my mother would read comic books to me, but you know, whenever she would buy comics, it's not like she took us to the comic book stand and she would say, Oh, well, here's all the comics. Pick one out you like. Nope. We'd be in like the dime store or like a drug store nowadays. And, you know, we'd go in there and there'd be these prepackaged. Drug store nowadays. Well, they, like I mean, Walgreens? They, we used to have like a dime store, which was like a Walgreens kind of thing or like a drug store, multi-purpose store. Like a Walgreens <laughs> like is a Walmart? multi-purpose store. I can go in there and get glue. I can get lights. <laughs> I can get drugs. I can get whatever I want. Okay. But it was like it was like a local multi-purpose store. Okay. Don't make fun of me. I was just like nowadays, <laughs> what? 
Like modern modern day would be called just call it a drugstore. Or or Walgreens. I said dime store and I was trying to, to elaborate on what I meant <laughs> since continue. most people won't know what a dime store is, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh so I, I went in there and they had they had what was just these value pack of comics. So oh. what's funny about the value pack is you could see the cover of one and then you flipped it over, you could see the cover of another, but there's like two more in the middle. Really? And so you don't know what you're getting in the middle. And you couldn't, I mean, they were packed tight. So you couldn't shake it around and really find out what you were going to get. You were just stiffed with whatever was in the middle. That's So you'd funny. see Spider-Man on the front. You'd be like, oh, I like Spider-Man. Then you'd see the back and you'd be like, oh, that's the Hulk. And then you'd open it up and you'd have like little Lulu. Little Lulu. <laughs> oh. Or the Archies or something. Archie was okay. What? No, he wasn't. He was okay. But I. But indeed, this is what's funny. Is that we had we had quite a collection of Spider-Man and the Hulk. Now I don't know why we ended up with Spider-Man and the Hulk, but here's the deal: my brother, who was like you know rival rivalrous with me always, he decided Spider-Man was his favorite. And I looked at our collection. And I said, "Okay, well then Hulk's my favorite." Okay, <laughs> and I and that's why I like the Hulk, indeed. Mm-hmm. And and I like I like the Hulk a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I used to like I used to fantasize about being able to rip trees out of the ground and throw them at people and stuff like that. I love the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I still do, though. I still like the Hulk quite a bit. So, I mean, that I mean, I honestly, I don't think I had any other motivation for it. Just to like something that your brother didn't. Because <laughs> later ridiculous. on, later on, I really collected Spider Man. Weird. You know, quite a few issues of that, and I didn't. I don't think I ever really collected the Hulk. See, I never collected any of the comic books. Yeah, and to my knowledge, you never collected any comic books. I, I think I own like four <coughs> comics. Yeah, I've got an Earthworm Jim. I mm-hmm. don't know why. A Ren and Stimpy. Don't know why. Uh, the Tick. And that's because I had the uh, Fao Schwartz fig of the Tick, yeah. the McFarlane toy with the four isses. Cool. So I bought the comics, the first two editions to go with that. Yeah. And then uh, I bought the Captain America because it was the death of Captain America and everybody was freaking out going, do you guys have this comic? And I'm like, we have three copies. I want them. Okay. And so I bought one that was left (laughs) because it seemed like it might be worth (laughs) something someday. So if anybody wants to purchase a Captain America, a death of Captain America comic, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> 25 cents. I'll give you 25 That's cents. No, no. I, I spent like three bucks. Oh, I'll give you a two seventy five. Two seventy. Okay. <laughs> now, the funny thing is about all this pop culture that's come up recently is all of it does come from these comic books. From mm-hmm. this idea of these printed, you know, pages, these, these you know, newspaper print pages, you know, of, of art that have sort of, you know, stayed with us all these years. So most people don't read them. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I went and I looked to see if that was true. And that's not true. Really? In fact, I mean, this is the thing. People still read them. Now, I don't know if they just raise cover prices in order to cover the loss in, in numbers or what. But what I found out was that the opposite is true. And that it seems like the medium of comic books is in full gear and still releasing around 500 issues a month. Of comic books. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, the, and, and this is in the digital age. Mm. They're still selling it. Now, I don't know if people, if they're counting issues sold as, you know. They might be counting digital issues. Possibly. But, um, so, like, uh, I found out, though, that they're they're still making tons of money. 
Well, and yeah. the market share. So they I looked into the market shares, it. and I found out that Marvel still holds 40% of the entire industry. The DC holds 25% of the industry. And I was I was just thinking out loud, well, too, at the time, like, I wonder how much of that 25% is just Batman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what else is there? There's DC and there's Marvel. Yeah. That does not equal 100%. That's 65%. What's that other 35 it's just independent issues. Like, there's other companies. Oh. Okay. I, I know, DC and Marvel. Probably, <laughs> there probably are. There are, there are a ton of them. Dark Horse Comics oh, is yeah. one of them. Well, I thought they did Batman. No. Who do they Who do they have? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big enough comic book fan. <laughs> Matt, where are you when we need you? Um, but speaking of the digital age, you know, it's funny because right now, I actually read more comics than I ever have. Because Just of because digital? of the digital age. Yeah. Because I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Huh. And I know this is going to turn it into an advertisement for it, but I'm just saying this service well, allows... Well, they're not paying us, so don't advertise them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that, the Marvel Unlimited allows, you know, like unlimited access. It's sort of like Netflix for comics. Mm-hmm. And it's 60 bucks a year, and it gives me, you know, 15,000 or 20,000 back issues. Now... What's cool about these back issues is because you always hear these legendary stories or these legendary comics that were like, oh, if you never read the Dark Phoenix saga, you're not even a comic book fan. Well, guess what? I have, and I don't own any of those issues, and I read them because I have Marvel Unlimited. So if you work for Marvel Unlimited and you'd like to pay us for this advertisement, (laughs) please contact us. No, I'm just kidding. What's funny, though, is is I kind of looked into it, and I think that some people believe that it kind of goes against selling new issues and they're kind of like, it doesn't really help the industry. But I'm going to tell you this. I spend $60 a year right now where I spent zero before. Well, that's true. Okay? Yeah. And I know that I'm not alone in that regard, too. It's uh, it's great to read those legendary things. Although I wish that DC would come up with something like that. I might read DC. Well, the funny thing is, is that somewhere in my teens, I actually started liking DC a little bit more than I liked Marvel. And specifically because I, I, for some reason, I have a thing for superhero teams. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, I, I, I mean, I know they've got the Avengers, they mm-hmm. had the Defenders, they had, you know, the X-Men, blah, blah, blah. None of those, to me, hold a candle to the Justice League. Never have. Love, well, that's because the cartoon, near and dear to your heart. I think it might be something. I think it is. I think that's, you're familiar with Because I used already. to watch Super Friends. Because Avengers, that was like, uh, the only thing I knew about, like, when the Avengers first came about, I yeah. thought it was that. That movie with the sports car with the chick. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, it had nothing to do with any of it. It was like <laughs> some spy group or something. Yeah. Weren't they? It's it's something weird. I can't. I don't, I don't even know. know. But that's what I thought it was. I was like, why is everybody so gaga over this? And then I figured it out. It was the, the Marvel Justice League, a, basically. It was a tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that that because of like. Because of Super Friends when I was growing up and watching that. I know it sounds so stupid. The Super Friends. Sounds dumb if you actually analyze the title. But that's the Justice League cartoon. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They couldn't just call it Justice League and let me keep my pride. Heck no. They got to call it Super Best Friends. Well, they had to get the girls wanting to watch it too. <laughs> Did girls care? Sure. I watched it a little really? bit. Really? Did here you like there. your were your favorite characters, the Wonder Twins? Okay. They were pretty awesome. <laughs> Did you like Gleek? Yeah. <laughs> what? Now, oh, uh, judging me. 
No, no. So DC, if, I mean, I wish someone with, D, with DC would listen to this, but they're not going to. They might. You <laughs> they need know. to come up with DC Unlimited. That's what I want really, yeah. really bad. I, I will cancel my Marvel. I promise you. Ooh. I will cancel my Marvel Unlimited. There goes Unlimited. that Marvel backing. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> and I would take a DC Unlimited. Fred would not cancel his Marvel if you... <laughs> Now, everybody knows that you and I have gone to a comic book convention together, and we discussed that. Uh, yes. But, you know, we also drove through Illinois this year, and you made me stop special for what? For Metropolis. Because there's a Metropolis, Illinois, There's Metropolis there? in Illinois. Now, isn't there some place in Kansas that's trying to become a Metropolis and be the birthplace of Superman or something oh, weird? Oh, probably because of that show, the Smallville yeah. show. Maybe they were retitling their, their town to Smallville. I think, they, I think that's what they were doing. They were retitling Ugh. to Smallville, which that's fine. Gimmick. But they, well, <laughs> like Metropolis isn't a gimmick. They've got a comic book store, like all kinds of Superman stuff everywhere, and they have like this ginormous statue of Superman. Where he's I only, probably five stories tall. I only come up to his little knee kneecap there. It wasn't even his knee, was it? Sort of, I think so. Okay, maybe it's three stories tall. <laughs> Two? I don't know. <laughs> it seemed big when I was standing in front it of it. It was for huge. Sure. It was awesome. I loved it. But if you don't mind uh, those sort of strange America stops, and you're going through Illinois. There is a Metropolis, Illinois, and you can stand and get your picture taken next to a giant Superman. I'll see if I can Instagram that picture out. I know I have a picture of you um, with your head sticking over Wonder Woman's body. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> was it hot? <laughs> <laughs> that was at the gas station <laughs> off the highway before you actually got into Metropolis. Yeah. So that even the area is kind of self-aware. Yeah. But see, okay. Well, I, I always, I, I never thought of the Hulk as a superhero, though, when I was a kid. That's yeah. the other thing. I mean, he was just this big misunderstood guy that I felt bad for. And yeah. then he'd be Bruce Banner again. Superman was probably my first really knowing, understanding that he's a superhero. Really? I love Superman. Wow. I was at, I got to see the, the first movie in the theater. Hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. It was in I the think balcony. I did, too. Oh, my God. It was so good. I wasn't in the balcony. And then they ruined the series with these newer movies that are just not very good. So Aww. thanks, whoever did that. Yeah. Well, Nicole, guess what? what? Superheroes are definitely here to stay. And that is why the game we played this week even exists. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. Sentinels of the Multiverse. This is a cooperative superhero card game. Now, each game, players select a hero to play and combine their efforts towards stopping an evil villain. To do this, the heroes must capture the villain by reducing their hit points to zero and avoid being knocked out by having their hit points reduced to zero. At the start of the game, the players choose a hero and take the associated deck and character card. You see, in this game, each character comes with their own set of cards, powers, and total hit points. The group will also pick a villain who, like the heroes, has their own set of cards that have minions and powers in it. Now, the last decision for the group to make before beginning the game is to pick a place for the fight to occur. This is represented by environment decks, and these are like exotic locales 
uh, that present their own problems to not only the hero, but also to the villain. So add all this together, and you might have a situation like Haka, the visionary Tempest and Legacy, fighting barren blood under the sea in Atlantis. Now, after all, after all the decks are shuffled, the players follow the directions on the villain card. This will create the starting villain setup and let you know what the villain does each turn. The game begins with the villain turn. The players draw and play the top card of the villain deck. Now, usually this card causes the villain to attack the heroes, add minions, or they will also attack the heroes, or supports the villain with weaponry and devious devices. After all villain cards have acted, the heroes finally get a chance to fight back. The heroes start the game with four cards in their hand, and each turn begins by playing a card out of your hand. These cards come in one of two varieties, either ongoing, which stays out and continues to act over and over again, or a one-shot that, that basically goes out and then goes straight to your discard pile. Now, now, the effects of these cards will allow your hero to attack the villain or environment cards. You can boost your powers, add powers, or support your team. And after playing the card, players select one of their powers and activate it. Powers give a variety of effects like reducing damage, attacking, stifling enemies, etc. The hero turn ends then by drawing a single card. After the villain and the heroes have all had a turn, the game proceeds to an environment phase. The card is drawn off the top of the environment deck and played onto the table, and like the villain deck, the environment contains enemies, one-shots, and ongoing cards as well. The turn ends after the environment turn, and a new turn begins again by starting the villain turn. The schemes of the vital villains will come to fruition unless our heroes combine their might to bring swift card justice. What? <laughs> I think you said attackling at one point. Well, that's sort of like laughing and hitting someone at the same time. <laughs> if you're an old witch, you're attackling. Did I say attackling? You said attackling. Whatever. It's okay. Whatever. I still love you. Uh, but this game's really cool. This game, you the the, re, the, the thing that's cool about this is because like a lot of these games that are out right now are deck building games. Mm-hmm. This is not a deck building game. No, this has a single deck for every single character. Right. So you're not sharing cards. You you know you your card can affect other characters, but you each have your own you know your own Individual character, and, and he feels they feel significantly different from each other. Yeah, absolutely. Now, right out of the gate. Uh, we we get our first villain phase in this game. Let's just let's Should just see we, how. That, who did we play against? Oh, we played against Omnitron, and we had Tempest, Ra, Tachyon, the world's fastest woman, and uh, the Visionary, and we were fighting on the on Mars, Mars base, Ugh. Wagner Mars base. Yes, that was our setup. Yes. Okay. One more thing to note is that uh, the villain during the, the game will sometimes flip over. The villain actually has two different sides of effects. And it's just based, every villain has this in this game. And sometimes it's, it's uh, Omnitron will be a working, like a robot factory. And sometimes he'll be a rampaging robot, depending on the turn. I think it actually switches every other turn. Whereas other ones have different ways of doing it. But let's just see what Omnitron does right off the bat. We are now doing the villain turn. Omnitron has become a rampaging robot. So we flipped him at the start of the turn, which the app looks like it starts with it. And we need to flip a card here. We get the S85 repair drone. At the end of the villain turn, Omnitron regains hit points, X hit points, where X uh, equals the number of drones in play plus one. So right now it'd be two. So I can add that. This is the S-85 repair drone. 
Okay. Check it out. Cool, right? Yeah, I like that app. It's cool. Now, um, we've played the card, and he does all he does is heal, so the no, nobody's attacking us yet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, there's an end-of-the-turn instructions on Omitron that tells us that at the end of the villain turn, you have to play the top card of the villain deck. Okay? Okay. So we have to actually play two cards when he's in rampaging robot mode, and okay. he gets another S85 repair did, S85 repair drone. Did you shuffle? Yes. Okay. Shh. I'll kill you. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's the end of his turn, and he gets a bunch of hit points back, and he's at the maximum, so it doesn't really matter. He can suck one. Wow, well, he probably actually probably can't. Does he come with the suck one upgrade? <laughs> he said the robot... No? He's not a vacuum. <laughs> I think the... the, 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 the Hoovertron. <laughs> no. I don't know if the rampaging model came with the suck one upgrade. Oh <laughs> All right, <gosh>. anyways. <laughs> All right, so right off the bat, Omnitron gets an effect, so at the end of his turn, he can heal himself. Right. You know, so this is like an example of he's just sort of self-upgrades, or he gets the he has a minion now, and this minion does one thing. It repairs Omnitron. Right. Now, you notice that in that first one, we talk about the app. Right, yeah. Now, I was going to mention that. That's Yeah, we, we we are using an app that you do pay for. It's not free. Like, a lot of board games have, like, an app that supports it for free. You know, like, uh, oh, Sheriff of Nottingham has one. Uh, Didn't that Ultimate Werewolf, isn't that one free with yeah, it? Yeah, Ultimate Werewolf was free. Uh, Stronghold Games released released a timer for all their games that they continue to update and mm-hmm. add games to. This is not that type of thing. How much is this one? <clears throat> I think it's a couple bucks. Uh, if it's if it's less than five, I'd say it's totally worth it. Yeah, no. If it's more than five, what were you thinking? Yeah, I would say I would say that you need this app. Yeah, I kind of would too. <clears throat> it's 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 not impossible to play without it, but this is going to make the game. It's, it's a little fiddly. You're gonna I, I, most of the time. I'd feel like I would probably end the game. Going, oh, you know, we missed that that one time. Mm-hmm. The app kind of reduces that quite a bit. But we're done with the first villain phase. Yeah. So let's see what your first turn, because you start the game, don't you? I did. Here we go. We can start with your turn, Nicole. Yeah, you are... go. So we'll go with Tempest. Tempest, yeah. Now the they, we continue Tempest. with the hero turn clockwise from the villain. So okay. it starts with Tempest, goes to Ra, goes to Tachyon, goes to Visionary. Um on your turn, you are you have three phases. You're going to play a card out of your hand, mm-hmm. use a power. If it says one shot, you can use it. As long as it doesn't say power, you can use that one shot kind of thing. Right. Uh, then you get to use a power. Then you draw a card. All the phases are optional. You don't have to do any of them if you don't want to. Uh, if you decide to neither play a card nor use a power, you can draw two cards instead of one. A rule that I haven't taken advantage of in the iPad version of this game. Now go! <clears throat> okay. I'm already playing attack Yon's turn while you're goofing around. That's probably there. good, because I'm reading my cards. Got some weird yellow on these cards, don't they? Yellow? Like spotty yellow in the background it's of the white. It's supposed to like help make it easier to read. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, it's pretty lady. smart. Okay, I'm going to use we'll go Chain Lightning. <laughs> it's a one-shot. So, Tempest deals one target, four lightning damage. Yeah. Which I guess that'll be one of these guys, one of the uh, drones. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tempest may deal a second target, three lightning damage. And Tempest may deal a third target, two lightning damage. So I'll do 
four to take that one out, three on that one, and then two on Omnitron himself, right? Okay, and then you said and two on this? or Three, three on that one. Okay. And then Omnitron takes two. Perfect. Okay, okay so there's my one shot, and then I can do a power. <clears throat> I can... Yep, and all you have is the power that's on your character card right now. Right, because I can only use one card, right. right? Okay, so I can deal... I have Squall. Uh, Tempest deals all a non-hero targets one projectile damage. So that takes out the other drone. Okay. And does a one point of damage to Omnitron. Okay. So I'm going to say that was a pretty good little turn, and then I draw a card, right? I hope you had a good turn. I draw a card? Yes, you draw okay. a card at the end of your turn. Now card it's Ra's turn. I think that Tempest is pretty much your perfect playstyle. Yeah, kick some butt right, right tons, away. Tons and tons of damage and not worry about anything else. I like that. Just do as much damage as possible and let everybody else worry about keeping us alive. Yeah. Now, a <laughs> couple things I wanted to point out, too. There was a little bit of a pause in the middle of that. Yeah. Where you're sitting there going, is she going to talk? There's a lot of card reading in this game. Yeah. Just a heads up. If you don't want to read a bunch of cards... May not be the game for you, but I think that's with a lot of uh, themed based games. Yeah. So, but they they keep they they there's a lot of variety on them. Yeah. So, anyhow, now, if we have a couple pauses. That's why. Now you could hear that I was like uh, kind of clarifying some rules there in the middle of that too, mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably not the only rule clarification I'm going to do with us. Probably not. <laughs> Does destroy mean like to discard, or does it mean to take it out? Of I would hand? assume it's a gone. Let's take a look at what destroy means in our handy dandy glossary. Destroy. It's removed from play and placed in the appropriate trash. Oh, is it tr- it's just trashed? Well, let's see what trash means. Each deck in the game has a trash into which cards from the deck are placed when they are destroyed, discarded, or otherwise moved there. So yeah, discarded is trashed, destroyed is trashed. Why they di- differentiate? I don't know. That's weird. Strange. All right, here we go. Okay, your turn. Uh, Tachyon, the world or the quickest woman on earth, mm. kicks into action. Now we've already yeah. got. I don't have. I wish I had an ongoing thing right now because she has some good stuff. Because um, right now all I can do is deal one damage to him. And then stop him from dealing damage to us. Hmm. Deal up to... Yeah, that's a bad one to use right now. Destroy one target with two or fewer. Nope. I'm going to do quick insight. One shot burst. I draw three cards and discard two to try to get some good stuff here. Um, I do want to keep this one. Do, I have discard to, does, do you think it discard the two of the cards I drew or I just discard two cards? I think two of the cards you drew doesn't say that. Uh, that makes more sense. Not to me. Doesn't matter. I got some good stuff. See, I don't care about this that much. Uh, I don't care about that much. So I'll, do, I'll, I'll play by your rules this time, Missy. I think you should. <clears throat> I use the power Rapid Recon, which is her power on her hero card. I look at the top card of my hero deck, and I can discard that card if I want to. Let's take a look at what's up next. Deals one target, one melee damage, and I can draw a card. I discard that. And I draw the next one to finish my turn. Okay. Oh, I like that one. All right. <clears throat> Visionary. She puts her mind to work. I hope so, because Tachyon didn't do anything. 
Jeez. <laughs> Easy. It's early in the game. It was early in the game. But how about the terminology? Ridiculous. Well, I, I never really like it when they use discard and destroy in a game if they don't mean separate things. Yeah, and trash was the discard pile. And that doesn't make any and sense. And trash in almost every game means like, removed from the rid game. of it. Yeah. yeah. So that was a little strange. <laughs> yep, and that's what's funny. is I did check up uh, on the rule, and mm-hmm. at, it turns out that I was right. I could draw those cards into my hand and discard any of those cards, any card in my hand, including the cards I just drew. Oh, isn't that special? Yep. So I took the Nicole Handicap. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now, uh, so if we actually win this game and I don't die. It's not my fault then. <laughs> <laughs> now, not all characters are damaging ones. Okay. Mm, there's a very, there's a big variety. Now, just remember what Tempest's turn sounded like. I'm doing four to this guy and three to this guy and two to this other guy. And this is what visionary sounds like. I'm going to go ahead and you're going to be mad at me, but I'm going to play Aww. out decoy projection, which uh, gives me a little guy that has five hit points that will soak up damage for me. And Why then, would I be mad about that? Because that now on my actual turn, uh, I get to pick one player to draw two card cards and then discard one card. I'm, I'm going to have to pick Tachyon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't care. That's fine. Okay. Tachyon draws two cards and discards she one. She couldn't do crap before, so she needs some cards. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to get rid of uh, this one. Okay. Good. Visionary's turn is over. We are now at the environment turn, Nicole. Okay. At the end... Oh, did I draw a card Shouldn't the environment be on the other side, then? Environment should be on the other side. No, it's, it usually stays over there. It's fine. Not over there. Look at that. It's on your side. Oh and plus, God, that makes it... It, it makes it in the circle. Just give it to me. It's circular. All right. Uh, at the end of each round... You uh, right there. You end each round with the environment turn. Correct. <clears throat> Follow all start of turn instructions on the environment card. Play the top card of the environment deck, and then follow the end of turns instruction on the environment card. So, I draw the top card of the Wagner Mars base. All targets are immune to damage. At the start of their turn, a player may skip the rest of their turn to destroy this card. So now, all of us. Are immune to damage. Which is good. It's good because we're starting the villain phase. At the start of their turn, a player may skip the rest of their turn to destroy this card. So that what that means is that Tempest, Tempest our highest damaging guy, is going to have to skip turn. his turn in yeah. order for everybody else to keep taking out Amatron. But, right. but it is the okay. start of Amatron's turn, so he you flip his cards over. Oh, okay. So flip? See, I don't know. So how do you flip that? It doesn't. Oh, wait. There well, it is. Okay. Self-aware robotics factory. So, what happens during that gameplay, Nicole? I don't know. You flip the card. Okay. Oh God, I flipped it again. And no, you I keep it on the, the on the robot. The, yeah. The self-aware robotics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on the other yes. side. Okay. So, at the start of the villain turn, flip oh, Omnitron's villain. Ah, oh, crap. Mm-mm. Uh. Pass that because we already did that on the other side. Okay. It's not the start anymore. We're now in the villain phase. What happens? At the end of the villain turn, shuffle the villain trash and reveal cards from the top until one drone or component is revealed. Put it into play. Put the other revealed cards back in the trash. Okay, so the first thing we do is we play villain that's not, card. That's not the trash. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? We play villain cards every turn. Oh, okay. I was just making sure there was no other special thing. No. Uh, 
Okay, adaptive plating subroutine just came out. Okay. Put that card back down. You're done with that. Okay. Uh, Ongoing now. After Omnitron is dealt damage, Omnitron becomes immune to that type of damage. Whenever Omnitron is dealt a different type of damage, Omnitron's damage immunity changes to that type. And at the back and the bottom of it, your character actually says something about this. What does what does Ra say? Not this again. That is the weeniest sounding sun god I've ever heard. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of his mind. Oh my god! Well, we we have a tendency well, to go to my that pencils. Didn't we? <laughs> we use that voice for something else oh, too. Oh goodness! I burned up all my pencils. No, is that what it is? We used it in a. Elder sign. I usually throw this what that, that voice, the, the the nerdy scientist guy. Yeah. What am I doing with this? That's ongoing. It oh, stays right. in play. Uh, and at the end of his turn, we shuffle these. But since there's only two of the same card in there, one of these comes out and goes, he puts into play. And it's the end of turn already happened. That card doesn't get its effect that I know right. of. Right. Right. Okay. So we're back around Tempest. You gotta turn. add it back in. Oh, the S eighty five, S eighty five repair drone. What'd you say? What? I'm kind of loud on those clips. <laughs> you leaned into the mic. You keep getting mad if I don't. I know. I'm going to lean back. I don't, not right now. Well, I'm, you can hear me. Yeah. Okay. Continue. All right. So <clears throat> now something I haven't really managed, like, uh, like said anything about so far is damage type. There is yes. some damage type to this. Just not, not <laughs> Just to complicate things even more, the uh, there is like you know electrical damage fire. and melee and fire and and these things will come out onto the table and they'll say I'm immune to projectile damage for instance, mm-hmm. and then you'll have a guy who that's all he can do is projectile damage just like you know dying over there, <laughs> which yeah it can be really unfortunate sometimes <laughs> yeah it didn't seem like that was such a big factor in this particular game that but in other games it's been huge yeah. So, yeah, this wasn't too bad. But I'll tell you what, uh, Nicole, you actually waste Tempest turn, I think, to get rid of that. uh, By skipping a turn, you get rid of the environment phase. And then you use Ra to take out the second repair bot. Yes. And that brings us to Tachyon's second turn. Let's see if she does something this time. Tachyon. Tachyon plays in uh, her HUD goggles. And this allows her to play an additional card, which goes into effect right now. Good. So I can play... Uh, uh, I'm going to play Blinding Speed. One-shot burst shoots out. I fly over and I smash the uh, ongoing card that he has. You can it do that? destroyed. Yep. Destroy one environment card or one ongoing card. Oh, I smash yeah. his upgrade off of him. Good. At top speed. Fastest woman on earth. Uh, I then use my rapid recon because that's all I can do, which means I can look at the top and decide whether I want it or not. I do want it, so I put it back on top and then I draw it at the end of my turn. Okay. I know you're like, Tachyon isn't as easy as Tempest. Here we go. Tempest didn't get you to do anything, though. Visionary. Um, that one sucks. Ongoing, play this next to a target other than a character card. That one sucks too. Um, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to do prophetic vision. Prophetic 
prophetic vision. Mm-hmm. It's a one-shot card. It lets me look at the top three cards of the environment deck. I choose one to put on top and two to put on the bottom. Mm. So let's see what's coming up here. This, the, thanks for the whole page of text on all these cards. Wow. Uh, at the end of the environment card, it deals each target two fire damage. Each hero must either destroy one of their ongoing cards or take two more fire damage. That one blows. That's going on the bottom. That's the fire in the biosphere. At the end of the equipment or the environment turn, destroy four equipment cards. That blows too. At the start of the environment turn, each player discards one card. Destroy this card when there is when this this card is destroyed when each player What? Wait. When this card is destroyed, each player may put one equipment card from their trash into play. <clears throat> I don't know sounds tricky. And this last one is at the end of the environment turn you play the next environment card. At the start of the environment turn if each player shuffles their trash into their hero deck you discard this card or destroy this card. When this card is destroyed if self-destruct sequence is in play put this card on top of the countdown pile. Oh my god. I hate this. These cards are terrible. And you have to put how many on the bottom? Two many? on the bottom, one on top. Fire in the Fire biosphere is, is going gone. no matter yeah. what. Okay? That's that's out of there. Flip it. Okay? Uh, maintenance. So there's we got a choice. Either one starts pushing out cards, extra cards, unless we shuffle our entire... Uh, all of us shuffle our trash... At the start of the next environment Which turn. Which isn't that big a deal right now. Neither of us have that, many, that <laughs> yeah. much trash. The other one's like destroying equipment and crap like that. And that really blows. Let's get rid of the persuasive red dust. Okay. Maintenance level goes on top. Okay. And the visionary uses a power. Um, her power is one player draws two cards and then discards one card. I'm going to choose raw oh. to draw two, two cards, cards and discard one card. And I'll draw a card. That will be the end of visionary's turn. So you don't tell me that I don't give you stuff. <laughs> now, you can hear that, that Visionary, Visionary is hard to play. Yeah. And and they rate this. In the, inside the book, they actually give you a chart that tells you how hard a character is to play. Mm-hmm. And Visionary, I think, is like right at the top. She's huh. she's pretty tough. Yeah. There's only one of them that I know that is harder to play than that. Which one? It's the, that's a, what's that guy's name? He has like, he's like the fire and ice guy. I don't even know. They have this fire and ice guy where you have to create this sort of damage generating engine by causing himself, like when he does this kind of attack, he also causes himself this much damage, which then causes this other card to go off that heals him that much damage right. instead of damaging him that. And it's just confusing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, it's absolute zero is his name. Oh. And it's really awkward. You know, have we played him since we got the app? <laughs> uh, no. See, that might be better. Might no, make it better. He's super confusing. But Visionary is is <laughs> is pretty hard to play, and it's obvious. I mean, you can hear how much text is on those cards, like you said. Yeah, but that was just like making a decision, though. That's just still hard to do. Uh, so I gave you the damage things, uh, heroes, and I took the support guys. And Tachyon, Which is how it should be. Yeah, and Tachyon is sort of... I don't have the patience sort of, uh, for support. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tachyon is sort of uh, support and damage. Uh, but sort of an uneventful uh, environment turn that has let like led us to villain turn three, right? Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. And now we're back around to How the oh. evil rampager, and we play the top card off his deck. 
which is sedative flechettes. It's got like some little things that have shot into Hakka on there. <clears throat> he has some weird hair. Or is that maybe his outfit's just torn off? Omnitron <laughs> deals each hero target four plus one projectile damage. Destroy all ongoing hero cards. Really? That's what it says. It's a one-shot. Omnitron <sighs> deals each hero target four, which is H is the number of heroes, mm-hmm. plus one projectile damage. Destroy all ongoing hero cards. Okay. So, Visionary. So we all take five damage. <coughs> Except for Visionary's uh, little guy takes four or five damage. Is that right? Yeah. So he dies. That's fine. Decoy, you've done your job. Thank you. Um, so Tachyon takes five because she has nothing to reduce it. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. You can do your own. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't have any ongoings. Correct. So now so. we're at the end of the villain turn. Oh, and I have uh, I have no ongoings right now. Okay. I have equipment. Um. This guy repairs him. He regains one plus one. So he regains two hit points. So he's back up to 95. And okay. then we also, because he's a rampaging robot, we play the top card of the villain deck okay. as well. So terraforming, one shot. Destroy all environment cards and play as many villain cards as environment cards are destroyed by mm. this card. So these two get destroyed. Wow. And we have to play two villain cards. That's horrible. Yeah. But they don't get to do anything no, yet. because it's the end of it. But those both, oh, uh. the disintegration raid, ongoing. At the start of the villain turn, Amatron deals four plus one energy damage to the hero target with the highest hit points. Destroy this card when Amatron has dealt seven or more damage in one round. Wow. So that's on him now. Okay. The By the way, he now has an assault drone. This is the S83 assault drone. Uh, Same voice. <laughs> that's my robot. Oh. S83 assault drone. The uh, <laughs> uh, At the end of the villain turn, this card deals the hero target with highest hit points. X melee damage where X is the number of drones in play plus one. Good grief. But that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> He's a like right. spider guy, isn't he? Yeah. So it's now Tempest's turn. Okay. See, it's amazing how these exploding effects happen, mm-hmm. you know, where where this leads to, you know, destroying these two cards, which leads to extra guys coming out, and he's already getting extra guys because of his, you know, the mode he's in, and all right. of a sudden he goes from being, like, completely under control to just, Wait a you minute, know, what just happened? <laughs> really, really powered up, yeah. right? And, uh... <clears throat> I don't know. Just, I think that's kind of how these villains most of the time work. Yeah. Is they, they seem to have a, a pretty strong bounce back mechanic. It doesn't seem like you really get on top of them and just hold them down the whole game, you know, whole whole game. You don't do that, you know. Yeah. You're not able to really control them completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you destroy the assault drone at yes. the start of this turn with Tempest Ball Lightning, and you follow up its effects use its follow-up effects to destroy two ongoing cards. And that means it got rid of the Disintegration Ray. And Ra damages the robot, the Omnitron, and then this actually happens. Uh, I'm going to do something that will benefit the group for a change. What? I know, this is weird. That's weird. I'm going to play Hypersonic Assault. Uh, Tachyon 
whacks Omnitron so fast that he can't deal any damage to any other targets this way or this turn until at the beginning of my next turn. Oh. Okay. So this guy. I don't think he was going to anyway. He dealt all of us with his stupid thing last time five damage, didn't he? True. Uh oh. Is the dog outside? She's sunning herself. Not anymore. I'm going to go get her. (laughs) Okay. So then my power, of course, is the same power I have, which is always. Oh, I get to. Oh, I'm sorry. I got. I got my uh, eight. My HUD goggles in, so I can play another card. Nice. So the next thing I do is I play uh, <clears throat> Synaptic Interruption. I'm sorry, you got I played Synap- Synaptic Interruption. It's an uh-huh. ongoing card. Uh, if I'm dealt three or more damage from a single source, I can redirect it to a target card of my choice. And I destroy this card. So that just happened too. My power is to look at the top of my deck. Uh, Rapid Recon. I mean, that's an okay one. I'll I'll go ahead and keep it. And so I draw it at the end of my turn. It's now Visionary's turn. See, I'm going to have to just say, the team feels pretty balanced. Yeah, I think we made good choices. This this is like, we're we're really kind of pulling it off. We got, you got a couple of really high damage guys. Mm -hmm. And I got... A, a pseudo, you know, somewhat damaging. What's funny is, is Tachyon actually sort of excels when she is taking on lots of low hit point characters. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways she really, you know, really shines is, is she can do one point of damage to everything on the field or mm-hmm. whatever. She does a lot of those kind of cards and I'm having to skip all those cards because my front line is just wiping everything out by yeah. the time it gets to me. Yeah, Omnitron never really had, like, a whole lot of minions out there yeah. at any point. Yeah. So. We we kind of we control it pretty well. We're, now We're very controlling. Now, Visionary's turn comes up next, and she doesn't do much. She just kind of does her normal thing of, here's a couple cards for you. And a meteor storm starts out of the environment deck. And it cancels all damage on the table for the next turn. And Omnitron upgraded, adding a railgun and brought out another repair drone. Can you believe that? I think we got every repair drone out of his deck. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Tempest got rid of the railgun gun, uh, temporarily, and Ra stopped the meteor storm. And then Tachyon goes again. I don't know why I picked so many Tachyon clips. I love her. I'm going to do this for you, just to be nice. Thank you. I can play two cards because of my HUD goggles, and I play Fleet of Foot to begin with. Each player may draw a card, and I can now play a card. So everybody draws a card. That's nice. Including me. And I can play a card in addition to that, just all of a sudden. So that just becomes part of the card. Okay. Um, Let's see what I can do here. I will play Accelerated Assault, where I deal each non-hero target one melee damage. So this guy takes a point, who's not on there yet. The S85 Repair Bot takes a point, and so does Omnitron. Okay. Then, as my second card from my HUD goggles, I will play Sonic Vortex, I believe. Yeah. Sonic Vortex lets me target up to up to X targets, three damage apiece, where X equals the number of burst cards in my trash. There are five burst cards in my trash. Whoa. So you're like, well, why aren't you using that when there's tons of guys out? Because there's not tons of guys ever. So this guy gets three points, and so does he. One, two, three, and dies. One, two, three. Jeez. 
Okay, uh, I draw, oh wait, Rapid Recon, I look at the top card of my deck because I don't have any other power, and decide, um, uh, I don't care about that one, so we'll draw this at the end of my turn. More HUD goggles, whoopee. <laughs> now, here's the thing, finally, as we're reaching like turn six or seven or whatever, mm-hmm. Tachyon starts to really shine. Yeah. Because all of her cards are based on her gaining momentum and gaining speed. And every time she uses one of these burst cards or one of these burst cards goes into the trash, it's like simulating her speeding up and becoming more quick. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden she can attack multiple, multiple targets. So if she had 10 guys out and she had 10 cards in the trash, she could attack 10 guys for three points of damage. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's not the best card. It seemed like she was doing so well at first, though. I know, it really didn't. but you, I mean, I'm just telling you, <clears throat> you were crapping all over her at the start well, of the game. She was sucking a lot. <laughs> no. Uh, Visionary does her standard thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And finally, the environment actually affects us for real this time. Okay. Wagner, Mars base, fire in the biosphere. This is that one I was talking about. At the end of the environment turn, this card deals each target two fire damage. Each hero must either or may either destroy one of their ongoing cards or take two more fire damage. At the start of the environment turn, one player may discard two cards or destroy this card. So it does a lot of damage up front and it destroys ongoing cards. Here's what I want to do. Um, so it's right now that happens? Yes. So you either... See, I can't destroy an ongoing with her because I have none. I don't either. I can destroy an ongoing with her, but I've got my ongoing is going to come into effect. So we're we're all going to get dealt four points of damage right now from this. Four points of damage. Now it does say it deals each target, not hero target, each target. Yeah. So so that includes Omnitron takes four points of damage as well. Well, That's good. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And here's what I'm going to do. Tachyon is, he puts her synaptic interruption into play. If Tachyon would be dealt three or more damage from a single source, the fire in the biosphere, mm-hmm. she can redirect that damage to a target of her choice and destroy this card. And she re- redirects her four points of damage to Omnitron. Very nice. One, two, three, four. Okay. Okay, but so, that stays in play. Yes, because at the start of the environment turn, one player discards two cards to destroy this card. Feel free to use my counting to, to, to introduce your band anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's really cool that environment damages everything, you know, and, well, and, yeah, and the way I'm able to bounce it, damage. And what's even cooler is sometimes those environment cards say damages the target with the highest hit points. Yeah. And that's 90% of the time the villain. It usually is. You know? Which Until is cool. late in the game. Yeah. And if you're doing well, then it could be... You, which kind of turns the tides, too. Yeah. But see, I think that that's, I think, honestly, the the environment deck is like the great equalizer in here. Yeah. It seems like some weird third-party kind of thing when you're playing. It kind of feels like that. But it really does a good job of kind of, you know, being, you know, just equaling things out. Mm -hmm. If the villain's really tough, 
the card will come out that it'll attack the toughest guy, you know. Right. Or, and, and sometimes, you know, villain minions are included in targets. Mm-hmm. So if it attacks all targets for four points of damage, a villain might get an entire, you know, wad of minions just cleared off the board. Mm-hmm. Which just is super based cool. on the environment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, Tempest damages Omnitron, and Ra's turn is just about to start. <laughs> okay, Ra. <laughs> <clears throat> Every time I think you're cheering for a second, and I'm like, here she goes. Nope. 73 points of damage is where uh, Omnitron's at. That's awesome. Just so you get a sense of where we're at, if you're listening. Nicole, I'm telling you, while you're listening to this at work, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Isn't that okay. awesome? That's a double whammy. I know. I love it. <laughs> I'll get you now and later. <laughs> the reason that's funny is because Nicole is the one who listens to all these episodes and, and writes down clips for me to listen to and edit in. Yeah. And so, so I that... try and take the best parts and delete the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so on so my lunch break, I'll be listening to us play the game. <laughs> and so anyhow. So fellas, take take note that... You know, if your ladies aren't wanting to play as many games with you or anything like that, do little things like that. It'll, like, make them go, oh, he does love me. We should play a game together. <laughs> now, Omnitron, Although I love games anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I also, in that clip, uh, give an update of Omnitron's hit points that are left. Yeah. Now, I think Omnitron started at 100, didn't he? Was it 90 or 100? Hopefully it was 100 and we're doing better than we thought. I don't know. I think I think we're doing pretty well. We're controlling the situation. But let's get back to the game as Tachyon's turn starts. One, two damage, and I get two cards. And then uh, it is your My turn, My confidence sir. is pretty high right now. We've only taken one hit. Well, no, we've taken more than that. We took Go one five-point hit is all I'm No, we took two. Oh, well, yeah, he blocked right. that one. It. Yeah, he deflected, deflected one, and then he stuff. blocked one. This was blocked. By your personal assistant. That's right, my personal assistant, (laughs) sir. Damage coming in. Oh, could you take that meeting for me? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would suck. (laughs) I guess I have to. All right. um, I mean, I've got got nothing going on here. Um, Well, I can still... No, I can still do something cool. I get to play two cards, which really stinks because I don't want to do anything. Well, don't do it. I can't, I can't play cards I, that just straight to my discard pile, can I? So uh, I, I have two cards I can play. I'm going to play this one one-shot. This is a light speed barrage. I deal okay. one target X melee damage where X equals the number of burst cards in my trash, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I deal Whoa. seven points of damage to Omnitron. That's awesome. That would have destroyed one of his ongoings. Um... I don't get to play any additional cards because I don't have any I can play. I play Rapid Recon as my power, which is looking at the top card. <clears throat> this might come in handy. I'm going to put it back on top, and then I'm going to draw it. End of return. Okay. Visionary. Hmm. Don't need that yet. going to do this one. I'm going to play Demoralization, which uh, at the start of my turn, I will deal each villain target one psychic damage. Even though they're robots, somehow I'm able to really get to them. <laughs> so, how many damage? Uh, one? Yes. No, it's at the start. Oh, I don't sorry. do anything. Uh, right. I play Enlighten as my power, and Ra gets to draw two cards, discard one, and we are at. I draw, and now we are at the uh, environment phase. 
How about that? Nobody, I'm sure, when they heard us start playing this, expected the personal assistant from episode five to return. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you haven't, if you if you like the personal assistant, there's a much bigger interaction between Chris and I during Eldritch Horror with the personal assistant. <laughs> Go listen to that episode. Go listen to that episode. Go listen to that one. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tachyon doing even more damage. Yeah. Look at that. That was amazing. Now all of a sudden there's a, a burst card that comes out that if I count how many burst cards I have, and I think the card that I'm playing is a burst card. Which is really cool. So it's like if I play that again, now it's eight. You right. Know? And and now or I'm getting more. seven points of damage. No one is doing seven points of damage in I one shot. I did a lot that one time. You might do a total seven points of damage, but not to no. one person. Directing it towards one's target is really cool. Yeah. But we've heard, we've heard some bad jokes so far. Let's check out some more. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, ran out of coffee just now. What? <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to say at work. But I'll, it'll be like 11, like 1030 in the morning, and I'll just be like, Dip, tipping my cup back, and someone will like look over, and I'll go, I'm out of coffee, guys. I gotta go home. <laughs> it always gets a little chuckle. About what you did. Okay, I'm adding. Escaping gas. I'm adding the gene bound shackles. Uh, increased, it's an equipment. Increased damage dealt by Tempest to the villain target with the highest hit points by two. And then I'm gonna use my power. So Tempest deals all non-hero targets one projectile damage. So the drone takes one, which we didn't add him in yet. Okay, wait. What is he? 85 drone. Okay, he takes one damage. And Omnitron takes three. And then I draw a card. And then you get some ice. You're going to have iced coffee. And that's it for Tempest. I just don't work coffee in the pot, lady. I'm just joking. I'm not. Okay, so Ra's turn. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Ra, god of cheerleading. <laughs> well. <laughs> I love that you don't even react when I say an excellent joke like that. <laughs> Why? Why did you shake your head? This is unbelievable. I just told you I loved you a little bit ago. I love you. <laughs> Not my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't react because this reaction's twice as good as the joke. Awful. The joke was funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm getting pretty close to being pretty good at bad dad jokes. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. <clears throat> That's pretty good. I love the bad dad jokes. Me too. They're the best. But I'm not going to laugh. Oh, I know. I'm just kidding. You just want to torture me. Oh man, it's the best thing to do. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? You know what else is the best thing to do? What? Tachyon's about to step up again. About time. All right, I play another HUD goggles yeah. back in again, so I've got my face on, and uh, I can play face. an additional. I can play an additional card. I play Blinding Speed, and um. What'd you do? I didn't see it. I know. You can't <laughs> see anything now. <laughs> I blinded you. Um, what does this say? Each player discards a card. Destroy this card. When this card is destroyed, each player... Oh, yeah, see, I want this one to play. That'd be fun. Um, I destroy his uh, Disintegration Ray. Oh, good. And that goes away. Good. Uh, I look at the top card with my Rapid Recon. I'm going to keep that one, and then I draw it at the end of my turn. There. Okay? Okay. At the start of my turn, the Visionary deals one 
damage to each villain target, which includes the S85 repair bot. So he's out of here. And Omnitron. And Omnitron. So he's down to 60 points. She's like, you're the worst robot ever. You're worse than Windows 95. (laughs) That's so mean. (laughs) To a robot, right? Right. I know. (laughs) That's how we do it. Damaged your psyche. Was 95 the bad one? I thought 98 was the bad one. No, 98 was much better than 95. Are you sure? But it was 98 second edition that was much better than 95. Oh, okay. I thought and I then they came out with Windows 2000, which was awful. I don't even know what we use at work. Then they had uh, Windows ME, which was awful. Windows Me? ME. Me? Millennium Additional. Right, that's edition. dumb. Okay. Then they came out with Windows XP. Right. Which was like the first time that Windows could reset itself, like when it fatally crashed without turning off your computer and turning it back on, basically. Wow. Well. They stopped putting on what they call a kernel, a DOS kernel. Hmm. I know. And you're like, what does popcorn have to do with this? I know, Nothing. that's what I was thinking. Okay, Nothing. it's the environment phase, or are you still visioning? No, it's me. I'm visioning. doing stuff. I'm trying to decide what to do here, because I can do some damage. Should I go make some popcorn? So I'm a super massive nerd, right? Yeah, to know all that stuff. Is that ridiculous? It's pretty ridiculous that you would know any of that. Why? Because we don't even use PCs. We used to. Well, a long time ago. And at work, I still do. I know because I found Windows 7 that needed to be updated because my boss just casually says, "Eh, put uh, Windows 10 on all our laptops. That's free. Make that happen. And I'm (laughs) like, "Ah, yeah, make that happen. I get on there and find out that the installing, you know, the updater on Windows is broken and spend like probably six hours, not only fixing the updater, but actually updating the computer. Right. Like lightning. <laughs> so seriously, you don't have to like turn them off and back on again? That's not the first question that IT guys ask you now? I think they may say that. Did you reset your computer? They may still do that. Because yeah, that would like ruin a perfectly good joke. <clears throat> Why? Did you turn it back off, turn it off and back on again? I don't know. They use it in like all kinds of nerd yeah. Movies and things. I still think they do that. And I always tell people, at, I always, whenever I have to call IT at work, mm-hmm. that's the first thing out of my mouth. Yes, I turn it off and back on again. Yeah. And then let them laugh at me. Well, I'm just going to tell you that, that Windows updating to 10 is not some seamless process, you know. <laughs> you, you have to actually get the little app. You have to download an app that gets on your windows and then you have to reserve it and then you're just like waiting in line and, and it, I have this, a reservation. Is, this is what it says it's something very similar to this you will receive a confirmation you know or some notification that your windows is ready to install within the next few days or weeks days or weeks <laughs> now i thought the cable company was bad when they told me that <laughs> they would be there between 11 and 3 <laughs> but days or weeks <laughs> days or weeks that's off the charts that's pretty bad but uh now this is a cooperative game so let's let's hear a good example <laughs> of some cooperation okay 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 so we play the top card of the deal now reduce all fire damage by three there's been an there's been an oxygen leak at the end of the environment turn destroy or uh turn one player may discard one card to destroy this card at the start of the environmental turn you deal each target x toxic damage where x equals the number of cards in the environment trash so we want yeah, you just one person has to destroy one card at the end of the environment turn. So who wants We're to? Not, dis- it's not even going to matter. <clears throat> Do you want me to discard a turn? Why card? bother? Because there's that next card. What got rid of all the environment cards? Remember the one you got to load on top. All the ones in play. This talked about the ones that are in the trash, which is like 
ten of the damn things. It would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight damage. Each target, eight damage. So we don't want that. I'll discard a card and get rid of it. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. This card is going to get rid of that card. Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you. So it won't matter. So I don't discard anything. No, keep your card. Okay, so <clears throat> then uh, Amatron flips. Flip. And he, because he flips, uh, okay, this first thing that comes out is terraforming. It's a one-shot. We destroy all environment cards and play as many villain cards as were destroyed, which is one. Yeah, big deal. <clears throat> And then he gets another one because oh. of his uh, normal thing. So, <clears throat> Amatron deals each hero target H plus one projectile damage, and we destroy all ongoing hero cards. Wow. Oh. So, we all take five points of damage. And I have to get rid of that, which sucks. This is terrible. I'm starting to get my butt kicked. Yeah, me too. My demoralization went away. Okay, and then this came out. Yep, this is an added in thing, I think. This is the S84 automation drone. He does something at the end, and also because he's rampaging this turn, at the end of the villain turn, we play the top card as well. So Uh let's go ahead and go to end of turn. Uh, At the end of the villain turn, this card deals the hero target with the highest hit points, which happens to be raw. Uh... X energy damage, where X equals the current hit points of this card, and the current hit points of this card is four. Whoa. Okay. Wow. So, and then he also gets this at the end of his turn, which Uh. is an interpolation beam. Ongoing component. Every time a player draws a hero card, Amatron deals them one energy damage. That's what's happening now. Okay. So it is now Tempest's turn. That is awful. <clears throat> yep. Now, once again, Omnitron has made a big comeback. Mm-hmm. And, and this, I mean, this clip, for some reason, really makes me, it makes me feel like the game feels away from even Omnitron, like in all cases. That's kind of what it always feels like to me. It's just like this what? this sort of like stat talking and, oh, oh, now there's this effect and now there's this effect and we're going to have to pay attention to this and we'll... You know, yeah, we didn't run into <coughs> as much of that in this particular game either. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, defenses down and attacks up and stuff yeah. too that we don't we didn't have to deal with as now, much. Now on that same chart that talked about the heroes being hard or not, it also talks about villains being hard or not, and and Omatron is one of the easier villains. He's like the easiest one, isn't he? I think so. I think we picked the easy one. Yeah. So we wouldn't sound too moronic when we <laughs> play the game. <laughs> what? How dare you? What? Us? Mess up rules? No. <laughs> but uh, so the game, I feel like from here, really tightens up at this point. Because we're we're like, we're, we're not even halfway dead on Omnitron. We don't even have him halfway down. Yeah. And this is where we really start cooking. I don't know what I want to do. This is hard. Well, I want you to win. I mean, <laughs> I know what you should do. What? The Human Pyramid. It's a classic, but everybody loves it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a one-shot. Raw deals one target, three fire damage. This is Inferno. 
uh, raw deals up to five other targets, one damage each. But I have my staff back, so I get an extra damage. So I'm going to get four damage against Omnitron. Okay. One, two, three, four. And his little buddy will get two damage. So one, two. And then I get to use my power. Uh... So it's one person, three damage. Yeah, one person, three damage. Well, okay, I'll just do that to Omatron then. One, two, three. And then I get a card, and it's your turn. So please do a damage to his little buddy there. I've got one card as Tachyon, and I play it. (laughs) Light speed barrage. I deal one target X number melee damage, where X equals the number of burst cards in my trash. Yes, do that against Omatron. One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve points of damage. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. On Omnitron. Do you want to do it? That has tipped the that's scales back in our favor. Amazing. What is he at now? 33. 33. Totally uh, I can't play any additional cards because of my HUD goggles, but I can use my rapid recon to look at the top deck, and I don't want this card, so I discard it and draw this next card as okay. my final card. Now, the reason Tachyon doesn't have any cards is because I have these HUD goggles on that's allowing me to play more than one card, mm-hmm. and I've run my hand out, and I only mm-hmm. get to draw one card at the end of my turn. Yeah. So now I've just got basically one option every turn, like, do I play my card or not play my card? Yes. All of a sudden, I'm playing Love Letter. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, we made a big comeback right there, you know. Yeah. It's Tachyon really still putting on tons of damage. Ra's doing cleanup. Doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seemed like the tide turned back really quickly. So let's see how Vision handles this turn. I'll do, I guess, supersonic response. It doesn't even matter. What is that? I deal two damage to Ra and Ra, did, or not Ra. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Secret wishes. Oh, the, uh, oh, that's so mean. I deal two damage to Omnitron because, but if he had dealt damage to me since last turn, he would have got two more. Oh. Do it. Eh. Uh, I look at the top of my card with Rapid Recon. I don't want that one. We'll go to the next one. Dealt and sucks. Next. <laughs> uh, let's 17 see. points. You can kill him. No, I can't. You can kill him. I can't. Um, oh, this is so mean. So mean. I'm going to do it. What are you doing? I am going to, I'm going to play Brain Burn. This is one of the coolest cards this late in the game for Visionary to come up with. It's a one shot. Put the villain trash on the bottom of the villain deck. The Visionary deals herself X psychic damage where X equals the number of cards removed from the villain trash. I'll die. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. I didn't know it was that much. I didn't get that far. I didn't get to the last sentence where it said, and you commit suicide. Yeah, no. (laughs) That was awful. Uh, I'll just keep. <laughs> I was excited for a second. Like this is awesome. This is horrible. Okay. Um, I just don't care about that one. I guess I'll just keep tacking away at him. Uh, mind spike him for three points of damage, okay. and I choose Tachyon to draw two cards and keep one. I, I hate those moments in games. I still don't even know what that card would have ended up would have ended up doing if it hadn't. Well, he was like he was going back through his 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 discard pile to pull out drones and stuff like that uh-huh. during his turn, and this was going to basically make his discard pile zero again. 
Oh, but then you had to take the damage for take, it. Right. Like, <laughs> got it. I don't even know how many cards deep we were. Probably oh, a lot. Probably 20 oh, at yeah. least. No, you were not going to survive But I that. hate those moments where you, where you, I mean, this is a lot of text on that card. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got this. This is the perfect card. That's a perfect card. And I get down to the last sentence and say, that's not important. That's not I'll tell gonna. Nicole about it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, we worry about Omnitron. We really fight him. We, 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 you know, we're trying to control him and stuff. But really, you can lose the game in other ways. Oh, yeah. And I think this clip proves it. Environment turn. <clears throat> Self-destruct sequence. Oh, that's terrible. What is that? This is a whole page. I'm just kidding. Uh, when this card comes into play, put the top two cards of the environment deck face down next to it. That pile is the countdown pile. If the countdown pile is ever empty, everyone dies. Game over. Really? I'll, I'll continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. At the start of their turn, a player may skip the rest of their turn to put the top card of the environment deck onto the countdown pile. At the start of the environment turn, if the countdown pile contains four plus two cards, the sequence has been aborted, and the countdown pile <clears throat> and the countdown pile and this card are destroyed. Otherwise, discard the top card of the countdown pile. So if we skip if we all skip our turn, this gets destroyed, but basically we just lost our whole turn. Right. Because the countdown pile's two right now. Right. Okay. And how many cards need to be in there? Has to be six. So we'd have to all skip our turns in order to stop this from happening. See, curveball around every corner. Nicole. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's right out of the environment deck. And what's funny is we had seen that self-destruct, like a card reference, the self-destruct card, and we were both like, okay. what is this? I don't even know what this this means. It must be some other card in the deck. But yeah, yeah that there it was, you know? Yeah. And that that's, well, that's a game. Yeah, it's a potential game ender. Yeah. You know? And you don't want that. Yeah. If that had been one of our first cards, that would have sucked, too. But imagine imagine if you're sitting there on your turn, and you're up against the wall against the villain, and you you can't afford to skip that turn. Yeah. Like, every every turn counts. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that card comes out, and that, that would terrify you. Well, I think with a different villain, it could have been really a lot more devastating. Yeah. So. Now, I know we talked about some superhero stuff earlier in this, but mm -hmm. here is something we didn't talk about in that conversation that we talked about in this game. Environment. Uh, at the start of the environment turn, each player discards one card to destroy this card, and then you can put equipment back in play from their trash into okay. play. So Ooh, I'm going to discard the suicide card, Brain Burn. <clears throat> she will discard Pushing the Limits, I think. And I'm going to bring in that, my Jean Bound And thingy. she gets her goggles back, because that's the only equipment she has. And I will get rid of... And, of course, Visionary has no equipment, not even a super cape. Super cape. <laughs> <laughs> I get my staff. <clears throat> staff! You know, there was a moment when I was younger that I actually believed that Superman's cape is what made him fly. The cape? Yeah. I think I thought that for a minute, I too. Thought, I thought that that's how he flies. He has an awesome cape. Because right. why would you wear a cape? I don't know. Otherwise. They, should, they get caught on stuff. Yeah, they're, they're ridiculous. It's like it's like uh, an MMA fire, fighter with, like, really long hair and not tied up. Someone's just going to grab hold of it and beat you with it. I guess, not a, I guess like a street fighter, because you can't do that in MMA, can you? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, it's just, it's just, it's, it has to be, all, all equipment has to be purposeful, and a cape is not you know, purposeful. I never saw anybody actually get their cape caught on anything, though, in any of the cartoons. Because and, they didn't want it to become, like, 
stupid to have a cape on. Well, it's it part of the design, but it's really dumb, actually. Yeah. So who was the first one to ever have a cape, you think? Was it a superhero or was it Zorro? He did have a cape. He did. Ridiculous. And he's like, is he older than Superman? I don't know. Oh, we're going to have to look this I, up I have now. no idea what Zorro's origins are. I don't know. But obviously people had capes. It was like gentlemanly dress, so... But why, why would Superman want to be a gentleman? Well, because he liked people so much. He had to be nice to everybody all the Come time. Come on. He Come did. On. That was his one weakness. Did you not watch that Look, movie? When you're, when you're head to toe tights, like down to the cuffs, <laughs> a cape's not going to make you a gentleman all of a sudden. Well, you You are... You're smuggling grapes, to because say the it, least. It looked, no, it looked cool flapping in the wind. <clears throat> Otherwise, he would have just been a guy in tights. I mean, that's still what he is to me. Well, then he'd look like the Flash. I mean, the only thing I could do... I mean, this is this is like... I'm not even kidding you. This is like four-year-old Fred was like, the cape is what makes him fly. Yeah. Has to. Now, yeah, because otherwise he's just Batman. the Flash. The Flash can't fly. He doesn't have a cape. <clears throat> really didn't explain Batman because Batman, Batman by design, fly. I mean, obviously the newer designs of Batman has like some sort of weird structural thing in his cape that makes it so he can glide with it. That's not the same. He wore that Gliding as decoration because he wanted to be fantastic. Well, he wanted <laughs> it to flap in the wind. It looks really cool. Oh like, it, like when you see the silhouette of him against the moonlight. This is insane. Uh, you know all those you cards you just got back in? Pale moonlight? What? We just got persuasive. <laughs> Pers- pervasive red dust again. Oh my gosh, they're gone again? <laughs> yes, all your equipment my cards just equipment got card. destroyed that again. sucks and sucks. Now, surprisingly, I'm sure that that's a classic comic book argument. Oh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Gotta be. You know? Cape or no cape. You never looked up Zorro, though. I'm very disappointed. You, you never looked up Zorro. It was your comment, your responsibility. I forgot. Yeah. So I don't know. That's so right. If you know, let us know. <laughs> if you're a Zorro fan. Zorro or Superman? <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I've, I've not, I've actually not ever taken part in a, in a comic book cape Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done Hulk versus Superman, but I've never actually done a cape one. It's Hulk versus Superman. <clears throat> and now. Just who would win? Well, yeah. Well, who do you think? I think Hulk. I think it's still got to be Superman. No. He's like invulnerable to everything. No. When Hulk calms down. Hulk heals heals really, really fast. But he's going to calm down. Like what? Superman just could go flying around for Superman a little while. Superman gets knocked until, out all the time. Until Hulk. Yeah. And then Hulk forgets what's going on because he's not real bright. Look, they had and a crossover And then he turns back comic. into Bruce Banner. And then Superman just beats the hooey out of him. No way. Superman wins. Yeah, remember when Bruce Banner put a gun in his mouth and he pulled the trigger and he turned into the Hulk and spit the bullet out? That happened? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I wish the viewers, (laughs) listeners could see the horrified look on my face that that would happen in a comic book. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Did it have like a mature rating on it or something? It's right up there with that that stupid Man of Steel movie where they shot himself in the eye with a bullet because everybody's always said, well, what if you shot him? He didn't shoot himself in the eye. It's like, like, what happens if Superman gets shot in an eye with a bullet? That's totally different. And it bounces off. That's totally different. They had a crossover comic of Superman versus uh, the Hulk. Who won in the comic? Well, it was kind of weird. I mean, it was like unresolved as usual. Two different licenses. And and, I mean, at one point, I will tell you, at one point, the Hulk uppercuts Superman and he goes into orbit and he's unconscious. (laughs) In orbit. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay. Well. But Superman regains his consciousness and Hulk, of course, can't find him in orbit. And Superman flies back down and gets, you know. Is he close enough to the sun to? I think it's one of those things <laughs> where if, if he hadn't been in an orbit, the Hulk could have probably killed him at that point. The Hulk just keeps getting stronger. Hmm. He's stronger than Superman. That's what I say. Okay. The well, Hulk. I say Superman. Just remember your shoes. I love those your shoes. Your shoes are getting betrayed by you right now. Now, I don't care about equipment that much. But uh, let's, uh, let's we got Omatron on the rope. And mm-hmm. let's just see how this ends. All right. Uh, uh, Solar flare. Increased fire damage dealt by Ra by two. At the end of your turn, either Ra deals himself four psychic damage or this card is destroyed. That's fine. So... Raw deals one target, two fire damage, plus two, so four fire damage. If you take out the S84s, we don't have to play another villain turn. That's another thing. Okay, fine. I'll take him out, and he's out of here. Dead. And I guess I'll just destroy that card, because I don't want to take four damage. I draw a card. Now beat him up. Take my glory. Tachyon is an crapple game. Hold on, I'd like to do something first. Okay? No, I don't. I'm going to play light speed barrage and do 17 points of damage to Raw. And he only has nine, so. (laughs) It's not Raw! I'm Raw! I know, but I really wanted to do it to you because you're so smack talky. Because I would have taken you out. But that that defeats Omnitron. This is insane. What? Even during a co op game, you win. I didn't. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Lean closer, I'll smack you, and I'll really feel like I won. Oh! Just the, kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both won. You won for us no, winning. No, 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 I don't care. But I could have taken out Raw with one punch at the end. <laughs> that means Hulk's tougher than Superman. No, <laughs> just kidding. Are you talking about... Raw wasn't the villain. I know. I just kept saying Raw. I know. You keep screwing it up. I know. Do it again. Goofball. I don't care. Okay. So this is Sentinels of the Multiverse. This is, a, this is a super popular game. Lots of expansions out. Lots of expansions out. Lots of people out. play it. Do we it. have all the expansions? No. I think we're missing one. Okay. That's okay, though. We, we got, got a We got lot. a ton. I mean, yeah. we got two boxes that are just packed, packed. with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, what do you like about this game? <coughs> I like that you like this game so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> you like that I like it? No. Um, you know, it's one of those games though that if we were to play it just two player with just two heroes, I don't think I would like it as much. Yeah, we played we played two we, heroes apiece. We always play two heroes apiece. So Well, and that does help. That helps make it so if one hero doesn't do much, like if Vision doesn't Visionary doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. well at least Tachyon did something. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I wasted my time. Yeah. You know, that really helps. Yeah. Because you will get in a situation here and there in this game where your your character is just not effective for a turn or needs to draw cards or something, you know, to get back into the game. Or he's great at support. Or everybody's immune to your damage yeah. for a turn. Or yeah, whatever. taking the, the sun god to Mars was kind of probably a bad idea there. <laughs> so Because there's no fire in space. Now, one of the things I like a lot is that each character has their own cards. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the fact that this is not a deck builder. Right. That it's just, you just Although got these preset deck decks but... and they're done. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's nice. Yeah. But, but, and I'm also glad the company's never introduced additional cards to mix in or do any deck building. They have no interest in mm-hmm. that at all. And that's why, that's 
pretty unique in this in this sort of genre. Yeah, of they game. just add new characters yeah. with their own decks. Um, I like that there's a lot of variety in each of those yeah. decks too. I mean, there is there are a few cards that are repeaters, uh-huh. but it's not like you know six of your cards are one thing and six yeah. of them are another, and you only have you know four different cards. It's not like that. You've got a lot of variety, and yeah. some of them will have more repeaters than others. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the variety also extends to the game itself. There's like a you, – you create like sort of a matrix of different things, of different inputs. Right. You've got, you know, all these different characters. I think the base box comes with like eight characters and four villains and like four environments. Mm-hmm. So just the base box. When you combine villains and environments and heroes, you've got a ton of matchups mm-hmm. just in the base box. Now, let alone when you get all the expansions that we have and you've got, you know – 10 different environments or 12 different environments or whatever and mm-hmm. you know 20 plus heroes or whatever it's insane yeah it's not like you're gonna play the same characters mm-hmm. same scenarios over and over again yeah it's very cool I, I also like the fact that they have that uh that uh chart in there to help you understand what cards you know what decks are going to be harder than, than others and what characters are harder so it really makes it nice I never to even tailor knew that the was in there before you always set it up usually it wasn't so. in the in the original game because we, we've bought the base game twice because they came out with an enhanced version that gave you a bunch of tokens and this was all pre-app right so when we were playing it i was having like a stack of pennies on the table to keep track of points of damage and stuff like that mm-hmm. I mean, we, it was much tougher to play mm-hmm. on top of it. It didn't have that scaling effect where they, you know, a lot of the cards have like a formula, like this H formula, which is the number of heroes in the game mm-hmm. plus or minus whatever effect they give next to it. Right. And they didn't have that in the original game. Remember? And it, and it was basically like really almost impossible for one player to play impo- you know, nearly impossible for two hard for three Four, it was like not too you bad. It was like kind of, it was kind of, which I think is why we originally started playing two characters each anyway. Yeah, and then five was like you you could beat anybody in the in the original release. Yeah, five characters, and this one, they, they, they did that formula that fixed everything. And I don't even, I don't even think that original one's available anymore. Yeah, so we probably could play this with just the two characters. Most likely, now, but, but but it kind of gets awkward. It's still kind of fun. It gets awkward because some of those those uh, formulas will say like H minus two. Okay, well, I'm playing one character versus the villain. Right. So do I gain hit points back now? or I say yes. <laughs> See, you were wrong in the game, too. The uh, So I think it's really easy to, to uh, tailor the difficulty. Yeah. Um, there's lots of content out there, like I said. Lots. It sets up pretty fast because these are just decks. For something just, that has so much yeah. variety, absolutely. Choosing your character is 90% of the setup. Yeah, and I I think that it sets up a lot faster than than most deck builder games yeah. do. Like like Thunderstone takes quite a while, Dominion takes a while. Yeah. Uh and even like the the legendary games, oh my gosh, those really take a while it <laughs> yeah, seems. Yeah, those are ridiculous. Yeah. Now, but they're fun. <laughs> the last thing I'd like to say that I like about it is that there is no real true player elimination. Yeah. In this game, your characters have two sides, just like a villain does. You have a not knocked out side and a knocked out side or right. incapacitated. You're not knocked out. Now, when you're incapacitated, you still have abilities. You still have on your turn, you can't play cards or draw cards or use powers, but you've got these little abilities or these little, you have three choices that are usually something like make another character draw a card. Mm-hmm. A different character can use a power. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's just sort of like you're, you're sort of inspiring them, you know, with your state, you know, like they see you and they're like, oh, man, he's he's on the ropes. I got to save him, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're, you know, you kind of inspire them to do certain effects. And that's really fun. But you still get to choose which of the yeah. three things that you're going yeah, so to do. And everybody's got different, different incapacitated abilities, too. Yeah. So you're still in the Which game and you're still cool. taking part and you're still helping and you still get to be part of that cooperative, you know, element. Yeah. Which is just really great. It is supposed to be everybody beats them or everybody doesn't. Yeah. Now, dislikes. I think it's obvious that the number one thing that's going to be a problem for most people is how much stuff there is to keep track of. There's a lot to keep track yeah. of. Um with you're, between you're keeping, everybody's hit points and... Yeah, you're keeping track of who has the most hit points, uh-huh. who has the least hit points. You're keeping track of all the hit points of these little of the minions. minions, the, the you know, some environment uh-huh. creatures. You know, these plus and minus bonuses. I got plus one attack and that, you know, and then I get plus one attack to everybody at the table. And, right. You know, it's... There's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. And that's why we truly recommend getting that app. Yeah. If you're going to get the game, just plan yeah. on... Just figure in $2. Figure in that, yeah, that you're going to want to get the app. Now, I don't know if the app's hope... available for the iPhone. I think it might be only Ooh, available on the iPad. iPad, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. What about like Android and stuff? Haven't checked. Okay. Check into those things, too, if you're concerned about... I mean, you can absolutely play the game without the app. We've played it yeah. many, many times without the app. And still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but it does make life a lot easier. So mm-hmm. investigate that part too. Um, something else I don't really, you know, that, that kind of might be a dislike for some people is you truly are at the mercy of a randomized draw from the villain deck. If the right series of cards come up in the right order, you're going to lose really quick. And, and and some of these characters... That's how games work. Well, I mean, in, in thematic games, they do. Mm-hmm. It's not a balanced game every time. No. Okay, that's not what we're going for here. It, we're going for a superhero story, you know. Mm-hmm. And there are some of this, these villains, especially in the expansions, where it's... It, unless... I mean, it gets so difficult where if it's not the perfect right draw, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. But these uh, these decks do have, like... You know, Amatron seemed really fair... You know, but that's why we were able to beat him pretty bad. I mean, he—I don't think he took us down to half our health. Uh, yeah, what of, at least two of our guys were. But yeah. you had some defenses on there too that yeah. I didn't have. Yeah, so I mean, be ready because it can be pretty swingy. Just based off a card, you know, card shuffle, it, this game could swing pretty dramatically against you or it's for you. How a co-op game should be, though. I mean, it yeah. shouldn't always be in your favor every yeah. time. So. Uh, now, the last thing I could say that I don't really like about the game is I think. And it's not terrible, but I think the art is really so-so. Really? Like, if you're like used to... Well, if you're used to looking at Marvel Legendary cards, and you look at these cards, it's a quarter as nah, good a quality. I still like them. I think the art's fine on it. I it, think it, that's... It's, it's okay, but I it's... I think it's good. I like it's it. It's different. It's it's cartoony, It's yeah. but it looks very comic booky to me. I really like it. I think it looks yeah. good. Okay, so well, that's, I, mean, I guess we differ in that That's a, differ of a difference of opinion on that one. So, Nicole, how hard is it to teach this game? Uh, I don't I don't think it's super hard to teach, but I think... I think uh, okay, so, so how those... well would your mother do if we tried to make her play this game? My mom hates games. I'm saying, how well would she do? She's know. a non-gamer. Um, 
God, I wish we could have halves. Here's what I can tell you. I my would... mother would do terrible with this game. <laughs> Your mom would not do terrible. She would not enjoy this game at all. She well, would she say, she would be like, it. I don't understand what all these cards are. This is just annoying. There's a lot of Is text. there something else we can play? You know, you're right. I think I, with all the text on, on each card, it, it, you do want to be probably a little yeah. more experienced with that type of gaming. I think this game's very designed with a high-level card player in mind, like a high-level rules card player, like a magic okay, player. Yeah. Or no, something I'm like not a that. Magic player. Yes. I didn't play magic. Doesn't matter. You can play magic, and we proved it because you played magic with me. I did. But you're going to have to have that kind of mentality, in, or, or whoever you're going to teach it to is going to have to have that kind of, you know, aptitude with gaming or, or whatever that, you know. Uh, well, they're just going to have to be a high level player. They would. Because there's a lot to keep track of, and there's a lot to digest. I'd give it a four on difficulty then. I, I'm, an, I'm, I'm going to say. Five, though. Uh, I'm gonna say five. Really? It's it's rough. I, I, think, I think if, if I, think I try to teach a non-gamer with a little if, help, I mean, with I'm a thinking coaching. I'm thinking if I try to teach Travis, it would destroy him. Travis gets angry easy. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling. Stuff, so now, uh, what's your rating though? I'm going with the four again. Yeah, I'm going four as well. You've got to be joking me. I am You're not. going with a four. I'm going with a four. You love this game. I do like this game a lot. You... It's not my absolute favorite. It though. was for a while. No. Seemed like it. No. You always wanted to play it. Well, yeah, I like playing it. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. But I, I wouldn't play it on any given day. I don't see it leaving our collection. Oh, I no, really it's don't. not going to. We have too much invested in it for one. And I don't think there's anything else that feels like it either. No, I don't think so. There's either. other superhero games out there. They just don't feel anything like this at all. Yeah. You know? True. But but it's really good. I really, you know, and I, especially, like I said, with the app, I have warmed up to it a lot, yeah. a lot more. Um, yeah, I Because would, it makes it so much easier to play. I would say, I, I would say that, you know, with the app, it's definitely a four. Yeah. Without, probably a three. It's really hard. That really blows me away that you would even think to say that, but okay. <laughs> I'm saying without the app, it's rough. It is rough. You know? It is rough. All right. All right. Well, sometimes, you know, we get questions from people, Nicole, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we ask questions. We do. And this is one of those flip ones right now. I like that. (laughs) Now, this is something I I do on the Board Game Geek Guild, and every once in a while I I just throw a question out there. And this is uh, this week, since we were doing Sentinels of the Multiverse, I decided to ask a question that was on topic. You know what it was? It was about... superheroes (laughs) i asked uh on the board game geek guild if anyone read comics and or like you know it was about comics yeah well yeah and i asked what game they thought best captured the spirit of comic book heroes comic book heroes yes i remember that you know (laughs) do you even go to the guild i do i look (laughs) But I always here's the thing I it, I'm logged in on my computer yeah but I don't get on my computer that often mm-hmm. and if I'm on just goofing on the TV you know playing on my iPad I'll go to the guild and read the stuff but I'm not logged in and I can't really remember my password right now 
So I can only log in if I'm on my computer. <laughs> unbelievable. I know. I That's know. unbelievable. I'm unbelievable. Now, the good news is we did get a couple of responses. Yay. Uh, first person to respond was Glenn. Hello, Glenn. And uh, he said, he, I used to collect some comic books and cannot remember exactly which ones. I believe they were Spider-Man, and he would not mind collecting them again, but probably would want to start with some new release that hit a sweet spot for him, such as a science fiction comic. Aren't they all kind of science fiction-y? Uh, kind of. Kind of. I, I mean, mean there's there's always tech in them that are... Well, if I mean, if they're not science fiction-y, then they're like more like manga, and that's not a comic book. That's a manga. I mean, when he says science fiction, maybe he means like spaceships and stuff. He wants the As Firefly comic. As opposed to like I don't know. superheroes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Well, I guess there are other... I mean, there's like... Well, Archie. There's not Archie anymore. <laughs> you bring up Archie again. Well, no. I, okay, that's not my fault. I was listening to another podcast. I do that from time to time. How dare it's you? It's a trivia podcast. Oh. They're kind of fun. But anyhow, it's... And, and I'll plug them because they were, they're were they fun to listen to. They're called Good Job Brain. I don't think they listen to us, but I listen uh. to them. Oh, I'm sorry. But they were talking about comic books <laughs> on their latest one and had like Batman trivia and stuff. Um, but they mentioned Archie and that somebody actually like murdered somebody in that comic. And I thought that was crazy. <laughs> I didn't was know that. Was it Jughead? I guess. I don't know. But yeah, was there, was like, there was like a murder. <laughs> That's just nuts to me. But anyhow, I thought it was like good, wholesome well, fun. I was wrong. Back on topic. Glenn on topic, also yes. went on to say that he thought Sentinels of the Multiverse really captures the comic book field. But unfortunately... He felt the game was so fiddly that he sold his copy along with three expansions and felt meh about playing it. More like a mechanical he, math class. He needed that app. It oh, helps man. a lot. That boosts it. And One full point in my us. book. So, <laughs> Doesn't it? Glenn, if you get to Kansas City, look us up. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll play with you. We'll teach you how to really play. Now, another guy uh, <laughs> actually responded. David actually said something, but he said something different. What did he say? He said that he still reads comic books. His wife believes that it's what's left of his inner child. He reads mostly DC comics, some Marvel. Inner Batman child. Gotham City, is he said, is great to play, which I think he means the Gotham City strategy game. Remember that? No. You played that. We played Batman, Mar the Gotham City strategy game with Matt and Brianna. Oh, yes. I do remember that, oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember anything about it? It had a board. Well, he also suggested Marvel's Heroes, which I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe that's like, uh, maybe it's Hero Clicks or... I don't know, but <laughs> he also said uh, Heroes Wanted is fun and funny, which is yeah, a game looked we, we looked at it at Gen Con one year, and they've released a bunch more stuff for it Yeah, since then. He said Legendary. Kind of list somewhere. No. God, you have too many things on your list as it is. I can't no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you never have problems buying me presents. Yeah, they don't release them in time fast enough. It's, Anyway. Uh, he said that Legendary was great as well, but Gotham, yes. it turns out, is his favorite. Uh, okay. And it turns the roles around when you get to play the bad guys in an area control game. From time to time, Batman shows up and kicks you around. Did it, it, Matt what? and Brianna have that one? We played that. Oh, that's that one you're talking about again. My goodness. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> David sounds like he really day. likes his superheroes, though. Yeah. Sounds like he's got a lot of them. And we, you know, when we played that game... What shocked us is I think it was one of those games where the box said 60 minutes and three and a half hours later, we were like, let's go to lunch. We do that a lot, though. <laughs> That's like a common thing with us. I don't know how. It's probably because we goof off and we get off topic. Not on that one. We were nose to the grindstone the whole time. I don't remember. Oh, I'm telling you. 
I'd have to get like a quick overview of it. But it, it was it game. was three and a half hours, and I oh. I kind was of was that with rule, reading the rules and screwing them up and fixing them. Well, and here's here's the bad news, is I I kind of thought it was just average. Yeah, it was probably like a maybe two or three. I don't know. I'd have to play it again to know. You would think with as much as Matt and Brianna like like love Batman yeah. that it would have been, I don't know, gone over a little better. I think. Well, I think they like it pretty well, but when we played it, it was, I don't know what it was about it. It just... Maybe it was three and a half hours. What's so bad is I even won that game when I'm saying this. You win every game. That That's doesn't not even true. Change You're just anything. lying to me. Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay, so what else we got going on? Anybody else write in? No, no, no that's it. And, and, and one more thing, though. Uh, if you're wondering, because the two big guys right now really are Marvel Legendary and Sentinels of the Multiverse, and I think Marvel probably outsells it three to one. Probably. I mean, it's got but, the whole tie-in. But if it came down to you, Nicole, which one would you choose? Wow, that's really hard. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you. That's a hard... Well, then I'll start you off. You know, I choose no. Sentinels of the Multiverse I would in Sentinels, your face. No, I would choose Sentinels also, provided I could keep Legendary Encounters. <laughs> yeah, Legendary Encounters, I think, is more is fun. Is cheating? <laughs> <laughs> that tips the scale back in the Legendary direction. Yeah. Which, I, of course, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Legendary Predator. Which you will be getting to play someday yes. after they finally ship it. Now, here's Darn something. Darn release uh, dates. Something else. For those of you playing at home, during our review, we had a clip where we had a, like a brief discussion mid-game about capes. Do you and remember we were, that? It was like probably at least 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Just kidding. I know. If you can remember 10 minutes ago, <laughs> try hard. We talked about capes. And... uh we were trying to figure out who first donned a cape. Yeah. Now, according to an essay, essay by William Stoddard, capes are a Spanish tradition, which we mentioned Zorro. Right. And, and so that was the question. Was it yeah. Zorro or Superman? Anyway, this is a tradition in their drama and fiction called capa y espada, or cape and sword. The equipment used is, is like a sword as a weapon in your in your main hand, and the cape wrapped around your off hand to give you some sort of parry and defensive, which makes sense, that right? That makes sense. That, like, gives a cape a purpose. Yeah, other than just being fabulous. Right. <laughs> but we were talking about Zorro and Superman. So which came first? Zorro definitely came before Superman, didn't it? Yes. How, when did Zorro come about? Do you know? I, I actually, I did look it up, and it was 1919, I want to say. Really? Yeah. It was a serial. It was like a pulp That's actually later serial. than I thought. I thought, you know. Well, it was like spawned from some other story, and I didn't read real into the history yeah. of it. But then the Zorro movie, the Douglas Fairbanks movie, was in 1920. I did look at that. Wow. And So he I was like a smash know, hit right out of the gate. I don't know for sure if he had the cape in the pulp story, mm -hmm. or if... It was introduced with the Fairbanks movie, but that was definitely before Superman. Yeah. Now, we would love to say that Superman picked up his cape from Zorro, but it's actually believed that Siegel and Schuster, the creators of Superman, probably didn't know the literal history of Zorro and probably just gave Superman a cape because they thought he looked cool in it. Well, maybe they saw that movie. I doubt it. Douglas Fairbanks? Did you see how huge. little that cape was? It was so fancy. The Zorro cape? Well, then you give it a big grandiose flapping in the breeze. Oh. <laughs> Gonna save humanity, red cape. It's red, All right. right? Well, it's not believed that they, because they, when, they, when they were asked about it, they didn't say that they took it from it. Hmm. Now, the first comic, though, here's, here's my argument, okay? 
You're going to argue with me? Well, the first comic to feature a hero in a cape, like comic book, Mm -hmm. was actually The Phantom Magician. And it was released sometime in 1935. Uh, I thought Superman was like 33. Nope. Superman, the concept was sold in 33, but not published until 1938. Well, that's kind of cheaty pants, though. Hey, look, he wasn't around. Can't he cheat. You can't of? cheat off of him if you don't know he exists. How do you know there was a concept then? They said that they sold the concept to. Well, we talked about it once upon a time, exactly. sir. They sold the concept to the comic book publisher in 1933. And then somebody else, right in that same decade, had the same idea. Somebody else, I'm sure, the Phantom Magician just took it from magicians who wore capes before Zorro. <laughs> well, they okay? also had purpose for it. But let's 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 talk about this as an argument, though. Oh. Here, here's how I see it. Okay, before Superman, no hero had ever been referred to as a superhero. Okay, they were heroes, right? With capes. Okay. He, so, even ju- the Phantom Magician. Correct. So, given that he has the he's the first one to actually don the title superhero, and he wore a cape. That means that he was the first superhero to wear a cape. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me still say that Batman is then not technically a superhero. I absolutely agree with that. He's just a hero. That's right. Sort of. He's a punk rock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really, he's just a guy with a lot of money. So who's going to tell him quit beating up bad people? The bad people. Please stop beating what they stop. say. <laughs> stop being <Batman>. bad. <laughs> well, Nicole... I gotta tell you something. What? Oh, I hear the music. <laughs> yep. Are we at the end? I am sorry to say, but that is the end of another Talk About Board Games podcast. Now, do you agree or disagree with something we said? Did we Probably. miss something? <laughs> Did we miss something? Or you think we should add a segment or get rid of one? Or, I mean, any is suggestions it... you might have? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely listen to them. We may uh, or may not go with what you say. I know. Now, let <laughs> we'll us know. We'll take into consideration. Let us know, and you can either email us at Fred at Talk About Board Games or Nicole at Talk About Board Games, or you can post on our Talk About Board Games Guild on BGG. BoardGameGeek.com. Oh. Now, you can find uh, the forum, like a link to the forum, by just visiting our website, TalkAboutBoardGames.com. Uh, under the header forums. No, oh, yes. Uh, now, while you're there, you can also post comments under specific episodes. Uh, you can feel free to follow us on Twitter at Talk About Board Games, like us on Facebook or Instagram, and you can also rate us on iTunes. That helps yeah. more people notice our podcast. Yeah, review us. We don't have very many of those. I know. Now, oh, next well, episode. Well, let me rephrase. Review us if you like us. If you don't, keep it to yourself. It's okay. We don't Whoa. mind. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoa. No, be honest, because that will help us yeah. in future. Now, next episode, we are going to put on our cuts, and Angela and Billy are going to come to the table and play the game Sons of Anarchy with us. Thanks for listening. Boom, so goodbye. out of there. No more disintegration ray for okay. you. And then... I have to find out if disintegration Joe's available. <laughs>